Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Check me out by the wall at the dance. Looking sharp in my high water sweatpants. I wish I was at home where I could be blogging and watching wrestling. I hang out and play magic cards after school with all the crossing guards. They're cool. Yeah, I believe in magic. I was first in. to the dorks and i hope everybody's having a great night and you've got me black dog and scotty who's from colorado and kim who's from canada and kim gives me the opportunity to make fun of canada on a weekly basis not that i need a reason to make fun of canada because everybody i talk to who's canadian i always make fun of canada some of them you you know kim that some of them don't appreciate that i make fun of canada I don't know why anyone wouldn't laugh at your jokes. I, I don't know, but there's some people who just get downright 
agitated when I make fun of Canada. And I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I love Canada. I love Canadian people. And I really do. So, I mean, you know, the, can, the Canadian people, their biggest flaw is they're too nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need to. They need to be like us. <laughs> they, they need to be more cynical, well, more cynical? more angry. You know, Canadian. I don't find you cynical or angry at all. Oh, see, you, you, you might be part Canadian. I don't know. <laughs> I I might be. I I could be. You know, I I did go to Canada when I was younger, so maybe it rubbed off on me. And we've got Brian in the chat room with us tonight. And, you know, we have a guest tonight. Christine. No, Caroline Park. Caroline Park. Caroline Park. And she's one of... Caroline. She's one of you people. She's one of you people. So, Kim, so let me ask you a question. Well, Brian says, yo, Kim, yo, Scotty. So... Brian, Yo, do you know what I was watching before? Keyboard. Do you know what I was watching before the show came on? Tell us, what were you watching? I was watching Rocky, the original Rocky. And oh. so when Brian said, Yo, first thing that came to my mind was, Yo, Adrian. Um, that was a great movie. Did you ever see that movie, Kim? There were like five, six, oh my God. six five, if you five Rockies. Well, if you, if you include the latest, if you include the last one that he did, Balboa, that would be six. What was Balboa about? That, was, that was that that was kind of no. Balboa was good. It was about Rocky coming out of retirement to fight. It. Good, and oh, the, dude, the dude is like seventy years old. Right? I yeah, but I'll tell you what the we're guy. Talking, we're talking George Foreman here. I'll tell you what, Scotty. You get in. I'll tell you what. You tell him that, and let him hit you, and see how hard a seventy-year-old can hit. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, the man is built. I, I give him that. Okay. No, no, but still, just think of all the money that he made doing with Rocky. You know, he wrote that. You know, he he wrote. I forgot. I forgot. It it is all scripted, and every punch is choreographed. No, no, boxing is real. Boxing is real. Wrestling, every move is choreographed. They learn how to they learn how to fall. Well, of course. I mean, they they go well, to. You're telling me, you're telling me that Rocky gets into the ring with Apollo Creed. Well, okay, that that's a move. That's a movie. That's a movie. But do you know that he wrote that? Okay. Do you know he wrote that script? Yes, I know. In three no, days. I did. Yeah, you wrote that script in three days. What? How does somebody write a whole movie script in three days? That's like a miracle child. And then he would not allow them to do the movie. Rambo took a half hour. 
Well, then he would. Who are these writers? No, um, Sylvester Stallone wrote Rocky by himself. And you know that he would not allow the movie to be made unless he starred in it? Well, I, I give him credit for that, actually, because he made a good, a great, a, who else could fill that part? You know, Not they, many people. Maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, Ar no, not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, it wouldn't have been the same, because he's a uh, total different look, you know? Now, you know, it, it's too bad that Charles Bronson wasn't still alive. Because Charles Bronson would have made a great Rocky. I think Lee Marvin would have made a great Rocky. No, Charles Bronson, come on. Yeah, Charles Bronson, yeah, but Lee Marvin was a, was a, you know, the quintessential Hollywood tough guy. Yeah, but he, he was, he was, he was no, he was no, um, <laughs> I forgot what the hell I was talking about. Oh, he was no Charles Bronson. You know who the other one would have made a good would have made a good Rocky was Vic Morrow. Vic Morrow would have made a good Rocky. Yes. See now, Charles Bronson. See now, Charles Bronson. Vic Morrow. Those guys. Those guys were men. Men. They were. They were manly men. I, I just. I just don't think it would have the same ring. Right, as uh, with Sylvester Stallone. Well, I, no. Like Charles Bronson. Do you yeah. know? Did, did you ever hear Charles Bronson, Kim? No, you have to tell me more. You wait, wait, wait. You ne you never heard of Charles Bronson? Um, I think I need more information. Maybe, like maybe. Oh, again, again, another star, another star from the Dirty Dozen. God, Charles Bronson. God, he he was in so many great movies. Did you ever hear of the actress Jill Ireland? No. No. Okay. He was married to Jill Ireland. And did you know? I mean, he was in some great movies. Probably the best the best movie he was ever in was Once Upon a Time in the West. You never saw that movie, I'm assuming. Oh, it was good. It was. It had a great cast. Great cast. Charles Bronson. Um, that was a good movie. Jason yeah. Robards. But, but so was the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, but not as good as Once Upon a Time oh, in the I'm West. Oh no. oh no! Once and Upon a Time in the West. That was the. You know that they still say that was the most violent western ever made. Once Upon a Time in the West, and it was the only movie that showed Henry Fonda as a real a hole. He played the villain, you know. Yeah, Henry Fonda was the bad guy in that one. And do you know that Claudia Cardinal? She did not speak any English. They had to dub English. They had to dub her voice. Because all she spoke really? was Italian. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't speak English. That's why they called them spaghetti westerns because they were filmed in Italy, and Claudia Cardinale spoke zero English. That's why when she's talking, that's not her voice. I heard a. Ho I just heard a horse. Yeah, you'll hear a couple horses out here. That's for sure. What, are you out in the freaking field right now, or what? I am. I am out in the field, Sal. 
love you guys. See, now that that's dedication. Hey, so let me ask you a question. That is, that, that is dedication. How was... I'm waiting for the Blazing Saddle. I'm waiting for the Blazing Saddle <laughs> theme to kick in. How was... You missed it. Yeah, I saved a horse today. I'll tell you, I did. Just like 10 minutes before I got on the phone. I'm like, looking at my phone, I'm like, I had 10 minutes. And this horse got in a rack with a fence and I had to cut the rope and... It was, uh, we could have made oh, a movie. No. Did you pet the horse yeah. and make the horse feel all better? I did. I walked the horse, I untied it, I cut everything, I got him free of the fence. And now, whose yeah. horse was it? Not my, uh, my neighbor. Oh, I have okay. a neighbor here. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so she's out, she's watching her daughter Belle race, and, you know, people leave their horses, the other horses. So sometimes they, you know, they get into trouble, just like dogs. So let me ask you, how was last week? Because when we talked last week, you had to cut it short because <clears throat> Miss Hollywood was on set. <laughs> that was an amazing, amazing set. Like, so well run. The um, My life with the Walter boys. And, uh, you know, I was able to uh, see how Jason Priestley works. And, you know, he's uh, a great director. I had a lot of fun watching and learning and uh, I'm very appreciative that I was able to work four days in a row and uh, take it all in. So now, did you have any speaking oh, parts? Awesome. Not yet. I'm still waiting, Phil. <laughs> so now, what were you doing? Were you riding a horse? Were you... Uh, I was watching... Um, I was actually watching um, steer, moving steers, like some people were riding horses. And I think Jason Priestley was riding... <laughs> And they were moving steers, so I got to watch that close up right from the rail of the arena. Cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Very cool. So I'm yeah, I had a lot of fun. So now, what were you, were you, now does this take place in the 1800s or does this take place currently? Yeah, it's 2014 the book was written in. Okay, so now what time period does this take place? I mean, well, it, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's about the 2014 novel, like just about that time. Okay, so th this is this is modern. It's not like the 1800s. This, this would be no, modern. It is modern. Okay, That's so right. you're it's so modern. so you're not dressed like Annie Oakley or um, people like that. This isn't in the old west. No, we were dressed modern. Okay, yeah. so now did you get to ride a horse during the whole during the whole filming? No, but I know some of the people riding, and uh, you know maybe I'll get to ride one day again. <laughs> so what? So what were you doing? Were you just sitting? Were you just one of the people in the background that you know is just kind of milling around, and did you smile and wave while you walked by, or you know you could have done something funny, like you could have been walking and then acted like you tripped and then popped up real quick, maybe turn your hat on sideways or something. <laughs> Put yourself in a situation that they no, cannot. I think those are the parts they cut, Phil. No, see, you you got to put yeah, yourself. Those, no, you you got here. Here's those, what you do. Those are the type of people. Those are the type of people that are like. No, you got to put yourself. You see, you got to put yourself in a situation where you are behind the leading man or the leading lady. I mean, not right behind them, but you're you're in the shot, and so then you could act stupid, and they can't cut it because you are in the shot. And, uh, no, but they can definitely retake it. Well, they, okay, fine. They can retake it. You know. Um, yeah, it costs a lot of money. Time. They don't have money and time for people to fool around. Yeah. And uh, usually, be, usually, stupid stuff 
winds up on the cutting room floor. So let me let me ask you: Did they did they feed you? I mean, did they have a big big buffet set out? Yeah, we had a lot of food. There was plenty of food, and it was a great time. Lots of great people. So. Um, and connections, you know, like I'm making more connections in the movie industry. I actually went, I was invited to a magazine party, like I had said to you. You had, you had um, told me. Yeah, it was so fun. I went to the magazine party and, uh, you know, some of the crew were there and we got to visit because there's not a lot of time to visit outside of the, you know, set time. So it was nice to get to know them and, uh, you know, just have a, a social and I guess they're having it every month, so hopefully they said they want me to come and sing. <laughs> Ooh, well, there you go. See, Scotty, yeah. you know, oh, fantastic. Scotty, you know, in yeah. a couple the of months, was, the food was really good. What, what was there? Yeah. To, what yeah. was there to eat? What What did you eat? Um, what did we eat? Uh, there was like a, a, a some sort of like a chicken uh, rotini, like um, a, like a pasta. Uh, there was rice. There was. Um, there was plenty to choose from. I they had like a waffle um, breakfast oh. uh, with a mango cream sauce syrup. The hell? I, where, where's the steak? I know. Where, You're missing out. Where's the steak? <laughs> where Where's the steak? Um, oh my god! Where's the ribs? I, they have vegetarian meals too, and. Um, they did. They had like um, what is it called? Uh, like um, oh my goodness, it's on the tip of my tongue. Like beef stroganoff. But where's where's the steak? Where where's oh, the lobster? I don't I don't know if they do a lot of steak for. There was two hundred people on. I think two hundred people on set. So or maybe a hundred, but anyways, a hundred steaks is really hard to. Uh, hey, sorry about that. You know what? If There's they if they can <laughs> afford to pay Jason Priestley to direct, they can afford to give you a steak. Now, what I would do is next time you're on the set, I would say I am not going out until I get a steak. <laughs> oh, oh well, you God. you don't make the rules. Yeah. What? What we need is a walk on making demands. <laughs> I couldn't imagine cooking for a hundred people. I I couldn't barely cook for eight. You know. <laughs> I, I I can barely cook for two. You know, I'll, I'll tell you what. I will I will let my chef know that you thoroughly enjoyed the food. I let them borrow. I did. <laughs> okay. It's so nice to have somebody else cook. Anyways, like if I don't have to do it, I'm so happy. <laughs> so now, when you went to the shoot, did you have to park your car in a parking lot somewhere and then get on a bus to go to the shoot? How do you know all this? Yes, we did. <laughs> and so now the parking lot. It was like you... a party bus. It was crazy. So it wasn't a school bus. It wasn't an old school bus that you were sitting. It was a school bus. <laughs> uh, it was a school bus. And um, see, so she was sitting in the school bus looking out the window. And now you parked your car. Was it in a shopping center parking lot that you parked your car to go you to? No, I think seat? we were. which is like one of our historic uh, parks. Okay. And, you know, they've got everything from the 1800s there. It all brings you back in time. So we parked there when they closed the park. Okay. And one of the other days, the other two days, we were uh, in a field, yes, in a field. And so you got out? So no you, bus. 
we didn't have a bus that day. Oh, so you had to walk? Hardly. It was like 10 steps to the rodeo. Oh, okay. It was barely, barely any walking. You know, see, the reason I ask is because when I was younger, Scotty, you, 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 I don't know if you remember this, but do you remember when we were younger, they used to have these haunted houses and they were old, old farmhouses that they were ready to tear down and you'd go in these haunted oh, houses yeah, yeah. and you would park at like Woodfield Mall and you would catch a school bus that would take you over to the haunted house and then drive you back to the parking <laughs> lot. Yes. Yeah. Those, those were the best. It's just because the property was condemned. Yeah, well, you know, it was it was a house. It was they were ready to tear it down, and so you'd have to crawl in. You you'd go down through the basement window and then work your way up, and it was it was really that great. Scary. My friend was behind. My friend was a couple. Well, my friend was in front of me, and this girl in front of him. There were tires that you had to crawl down, and she grabbed the tire and she whipped the tire at my friend's face and broke his nose. I'm glad I oh wasn't. I'm glad he went before me. Yeah, exactly, because you know what? I, I don't like pain. So do you I know what I did? Why? I don't know how you would I don't know how you would grab a popsicle stick to your nose, but um, you know, do you know what I did today, what I did yesterday and what I did today? What did you do, Phil? Oh, no, what'd you do? <laughs> I am going through my emails. And I've got six, well, I started out with 7,000 unread emails. And, oh, my goodness, that's a lot. And do you know what happens when you have 7,000 unread emails? You, uh, like, do this once a year? No, I, I don't remember when the last time I did it was. But it doesn't, you know, when you go on to your email, it doesn't show. Because I've, oh. I've got 10,000 emails. And so it doesn't show all 10,000. So what you have to do is you have to start deleting. And as you're deleting, it's adding more. Because as you're deleting them, it's adding in the unread ones that you haven't read yet. And Wow. Why yeah, do you have so many emails? I don't know. I thought I was keeping up on it. But you know what happens. You, you look at your emails. Like, I never look at my emails on from Friday after I do my show on Friday until Sunday night. I don't look at my emails. And you had 7,000 emails unread. In one no, not in one weekend. This has to be, I don't know, maybe two years worth of emails that I haven't gone through. And But you'd be surprised how much music I suddenly found that I did not know I had. All of those people that you accuse of never sending you music. Yeah, they, they sent me music. actually sitting in your inbox that you have neglected for how many years? No, I, this goes back to January. What? Oh, my gosh. Hey, it's only January. Come on, it's, it's only eight months. But you got my songs that I sent you. Yes, I so did. You must have got emails from June and July. You, do you know when you sent me the first email was? Um, a year ago, maybe? I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you when the first email you ever sent me was. 
I, I can do this because now, now I can see. Um, you sent me, where the hell is it? Um, uh, hang, hang on, I, I'm looking. Um, April, 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 yeah, April, oh, of, April of 2021. Oh, okay. Jeez. Yeah. You, you sent me the first song I got of yours was, I'll, I'll tell you who sent it. Um, it, 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 it was Pink, Pinky sent it to me. And she sent she sent it to me, and I told her that <laughs> she actually sent it to me on March fourth, and so I told her I said somehow I missed this in my email. It's really good. I'm gonna premiere it. So see, so ha, there you go. Thank you so much. See, thank you, Pinky. Yeah, thank see? you, Pinky Sims. My goodness. What? I hear a dog. I I hear a dog. You know, I get if I get as many as twenty emails behind. You start going. You start. I get nervous, and I go through every single one of them. Yeah, but see, people like you know, people like me and people like Kim. Well, Kim especially, because Kim probably gets a thousand emails a day from adorning fans, saying, "I love, I love you, I love you, I love you," and so she probably gets all those emails, and so. Don't you don't go on TikTok. You know TikTok. They there is something on TikTok, and I, I saw this. They were talking about it on the news that TikTok can track all of your social media. They can track everything that you do. It's a Chinese company, you know, so they've got Chinese spies. And what's the point, though? Well, the point is they they can Probably track. All you but you are, but you are a you are a star. <laughs> People love TikTok. I don't know why they love TikTok, but they do. And, oh, wait a minute. Um, Brian, Brian is 59K in yeah. Gmail. Yeah, well, I, I don't Brian, have... You know how to hit wow. your buttons. How, why are you so popular? Yeah, well, Brian, why are, you so, why are you so popular? Well, it goes back to 2012. My emails go back to... 20, I think 2002 or something, and I've only got 9,000. Of course, I've deleted a lot of those. I, I, you know, when somebody sends me music, I keep those emails forever. Well, or, you know, my email, my email was hacked at the end of June. Uh, I'm going to let you guys talk for a sec because i got to talk to my neighbor. I'm just going to, five minutes, I need. Okay. Right, you got it. You're not gonna hang and up. I'm gonna explain to her what happened, okay? Okay, you're I not gonna Okay, are you gonna call back or are you just gonna put us on hold? I'm just gonna mute you, okay? Okay, that that's fine. She's she's <laughs> muting us, Scotty. Sorry. That yep. that's okay. Oh, okay. So it's okay. Go go talk to your neighbor and, and say, Won't you be my neighbor? Um I saw that movie, the movie about Mr. Rogers. Did you ever see that movie? It had Tom Hanks in it. 
Uh, yeah, they did. We, I have it on DVD. It's of, awesome. Of course you have it on DVD. I wouldn't expect anything less. But so I'm going through all of these emails. And as I'm deleting yeah. these emails, there's more coming back because there's 6,000 that I have not read yet. Well, do you know how to mass delete? No. You don't? No. It's very simple. Yeah, but see, I don't, I don't want to mass delete because if I mass delete no, it. 6,000 emails, you want to mass delete? No, I don't because some of those, some of those are songs. Some have MP3s in well, them. Well, you can look. You can look at each email as you're going down your list. Yeah, well, then it's... And you've got, like, if you've got, like, 20 emails... Yeah. ...that have nothing to do with any music, if they're all advertisements... Yeah. Okay. You click on the very top one. Yeah. And then you go down to... The one that you want to, you know, say you go down nine emails. I heard, I just heard a horse. Yeah, I'm back. I just heard oh. a horse too. Okay. <laughs> you go down like fifteen emails. All right. You know what, Scotty? If I if I try doing that, I'm going to delete every email that I've got, and I'm going to look, and I'm going to let out a scream like a girl when she sees a spider. And so oh I, I, I'm no, you, you're talking to a guy who knocked the radio station off the air for three days from deleting stuff. Okay. Well, I know. So you're a pro at it. Okay? Yeah, I, I'm a pro at deleting stuff. I prefer not to delete everything that I've got because some of the stuff I actually need. So I, well, Scotty, Scotty was hacked and I was hacked. So it's like, it's like it being reborn. You know what I mean? Right, Scotty? That's right. I mean, when you mass delete, right, you whip through all of those emails in about an hour. Yeah, but see, I, I have to look at each. I, I don't open each one. I mean, I, I'm not insane. Well, I'm not saying that you do. I mean, uh, I, I'm not insane. So what's your neighbor's horse for smell? Left in the back. 19 of them, 20 of them in a row. It was like, yeah, we, yeah. Highlight no, it was before. like, yeah, oh, because that, I'm a friend, right? Yes, you're welcome. Sorry. So what's your horse, what's your neighbor's horse's name? Um, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> you, you saved her horse and you don't know the horse's name. Do you want me to find out? Well, yeah, ask her what the horse's name is. Everybody wants to know. I will, I will. Tell her, tell her you're on the air. Tell her you're, a, you know what you need to do. Just say. I did tell her. Does she know you're a dork? Did you say I'm on the show? No. It's called the dorks. <laughs> I will tell her. <laughs> God. So you don't, you don't even want, you don't even want to tell her what show you're on. She could be thinking that you're on a good show instead of this one. Uh, I think right now she's just checking on her horse. <laughs> well, you, you need to ask her what her horse's name is. I'm okay. I'm willing to bet it's like Buttercup or something. I don't think it's Buttercup, but um, no. I can I can ask. Okay. Hey, and guess who we've I'll got ask. in the chat room like, right now? Right do, do you know who's in the chat <laughs> room? I do. Um, Hello, Billy. Billy Bill, Bowles, way down there in Texas. How you doing tonight? Yes, Billy Bowles. 
Um, Hi, Billy. Uh, yeah, so good. They want to know your horse's name. Oh, because we were just talking about baby horses. <laughs> the horse's name is Chance. They want to know. What? What's yeah. What's her name or his name? <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay. What What's the horse's name? Chance. 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 Yeah. Chance. Take a chance. Chance. Okay. <laughs> Already. <laughs> oh, okay. So th this is, and that that's the horse that got caught up in the fence. Yeah, but you know what? I've had lots of horses get caught up in fences. They're just, horses are horses and anything can happen. You should see my panels. They have been bent and rebent and... Oh yeah, I I can tell because there I there's nothing better than riding full speed on a horse my and I having. Mean, the, <laughs> so when the horse hits the fence, does the horse look at yeah, the fence no like? <laughs> does does the horse look at the fence like what are you doing here? Does the horse get mad that it hit the fence? Horses like room like they don't really want to be in a small space for four days so okay they're happy to get home and, and move around a bit more if they can get you know would you like to be in a room for four days i've been in a room like in a, four, you know, for four days Just, I'm, <laughs> I'm in my house for four days oh jeez <laughs> so what's the weather Speaking like which, Is, you know what my horse just did what did I, you, I'll tell you what my horse just did. What? A trailer came by and it really excited him and he, he jumped and he bucked out and kicked the fence. He jumped <laughs> and he bucked out and kicked the That's fence. That's what he just did. Yes, he did. He's feeling good. So what? what's your, I, I heard the horse. What is that the horse or is that you? That is definitely a horse. Oh, okay. Can, can you make a name sound like a horse? Uh, Nene. <laughs> Nene? So... <laughs> Hey, there you go. That's as good as it gets. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I like that. So what's Let's the? Let's hear yours. Yeah. Oh, that's so like a cheap. Oh you, my gosh. What? That's the best you can do, Phil. Well, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I've never. You want to hear a horse? I can do a horse really good. Uh, yeah, what? I can do a horse really good. Yeah, what? Let, let's hear it. You know, it's too bad that you are not eligible to win. You know that's bad. And you know, my, my nene went from a different song. Your nene was from a different song? Yeah, that song, I Watch You With, I Watch You Nene. What the hell are you singing? There was a song, there's a pop song like that. Whip, whip, nene. It's a pop song, like it's on the pop charts. It, it is that like who let the dogs out? Who let the yes. dogs out? Woof, it is, woof. yeah. And or, there's a little uh, like a dance to it. Whip, whip, nay, nay. <laughs> there, there's another song that came out that was really stupid too. I God, what 
what was it? Something, some kind of animal or I, I don't know. It, it was a dumb, it was really stupid. It was catching cat or something or dog or I, I forget what it is, but it, it was really catching. And the problem is you'd listen to it once and it was addicting and you'd start listening to it over and over again. And you felt like you really needed a frontal lobotomy after a while just to stop watching, just to stop listening to it. So what's the weather like out there? This, this, was, a, this was a song that came out that you, you're recalling? Yes. It wasn't fish heads, was it? No. No, this was just okay. recently. This this was just recently. So what's the weather like out there, Kim? Oh my goodness, it's been so hot and dry. Sorry. Um, 20, like 26 to 29. So would it be like 90s in your area? I think so. Oh yeah. We're, I think so. We're 92 here. We're nice yeah, in sunshine. So, yeah, it's warm. But better than rain, you know? Hey, well, this, this is true. See, Scotty likes... Um, Billy, I think Billy, I think it's about 105 down there in Texas. Well, in Texas, Texas is always hot. It mm. is. Texas is always hot. In more than one way. Right, Billy? We like we like Texas. I did like Texas. I Let's went to see. the Houston rodeo down there. Let's see, so you Big went rodeo. you went to the rodeo in Houston, and so when are you coming to Georgia, Kim? Oh, I hope I get to make the um, awards, the ISSA awards next year. Well, you know, I'm going to nominate you, just so you know. That's crazy. I really appreciate it, Phil. I think that'd be. Uh, you know, dreams come true, and come meet you guys, and champagne weekend. Sham, what is it? Um, champagne living in caviar dreams, or something? Isn't that what what's his name always said? You know, you you remember what I'm talking about, Scotty? Oh yeah, what's his name from? Uh, oh gosh, lifestyles of the rich and famous. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, yes. Did you ever see that show, Kim? Yeah, I remember that show, and I, I like it because I also like watching uh, Beach Homes. And I like oh, watching, yeah, that's a like, cool um, show. I never heard I of it. I like watching the show called Sell It or Renovate It. What is it? Sell It or. You know the one oh, with the twins? Love it, love it, or list it. Love it or list it. I like that show. <laughs> With Hillary. You know, building things is very interesting to me, and, and fixing things, and building homes, and I, all, that, all that stuff really intrigues me. I don't know why, because, maybe because it's like creative, right? You know what I want to do? You know, you know what I'd like to do? I had a dream about this, too, that I went out to Montana, and I found a flat piece of land. It was near a river, or a creek, I should say. It was, it was near a creek. <laughs> And I built a log cabin all by myself with my own two hands. Is this a dream? <clears throat> well, yeah. You can you can you imagine me out there? I mean, what with an axe trying to chop down a tree? It take I'd be dead before I get the tree chopped down. Well, what I what I want to know is how many canisters of Lincoln logs does it take? 
No, the, in my dream, it was a really nice house. It, it really was. It, it was a nice house. Did it look like? Did it look like the Ponderosa? It, um, it looked more like Little House on the Prairie. Okay, but it had its own oh, okay. bathroom. It it had an in it had an indoor bathroom. It was an outhouse, but it was indoors. So you walked down a long hallway, and there was the outhouse. But you know, it it was heated. What? Uh, a heated outhouse? What? Well, what yeah. Well, come Why on. Why did you just build a bathroom in the house? Like what? Because it was in the middle of nowhere. So I well, mean, you got to remember this is this, this is Phil we're talking about, and all he could do is dig a whole a deep hole. Well, yeah. So, but in my dream, it was a cool house. It really was. It was a nice house. I liked it, and I enjoyed it there. I, I liked living there. It was the middle of nowhere. There was no electricity, no TV, no cable, no satellite. Wow. Yeah, I, I was roughing it. I, I really was. Because, you know, normally... It like your kind of place, Phil, out in the middle of nowhere. Well, you know, because to me, roughing it is when my internet goes you down. You and the prairie dogs. Yes, yes. And I was hunting my own food. Did you know that? I, I was hunting my own food. Oh, wow. And... And eating it, you you and your you and your AK fifty seven or AK yeah your AK fifty seven out there AK forty seven let AK forty seven let let's get it straight AK forty seven sorry whatever and my ten twenty two thank it's a thousand you thousand round cartridge no it's a thirty round magazine. Of course, the of course the round cylinder that holds a thousand would be kind of nice, but that that's heavy. That that's heavy. Is that weighs uh, a lot. Shooting things? What is this? What an AK forty-seven? Yeah, it's a rifle. This is, this is this yeah, rifle. Phil's dream. All right, he's, he's built a log cabin in the middle of Montana. Well, yeah. Off the land, shooting, shooting Mr. Moose. No, dear. dear. I, I don't know if they have moose in Montana. Do they, do they have moose in Montana, Kim? They have, yes, uh, they have we moose. in Canada, yes, oh, we do. Have deer. They have bear. You know what? You know what I've learned about bears? You don't what want, have you learned about bears? You don't want to pet them. They don't like being petted. <laughs> No, they don't. They don't like being petted. No. But don't they look all? Don't they look all furry and fuzzy? And don't they, don't they look like you just want to go and grab them and squeeze them and hug them? Yeah, it's a bear factory. No, you know, you know what you need to do, Scotty. <laughs> I'm going. I'm no, going you know to. What? No, I'll tell you what. What? Come out here, okay? And we'll go up to Wyoming and we'll find you a real nice little grizzly. And you can go and pet the grizzly. You know what? No, here, here's what I want you to do, Scotty, okay? No, I'm not doing... No, no, no. I know better. <laughs> no, here, here, I know better. Here's what I want you, you know. to... No, here, here's what I want you to go do. pet the grizzly, Phil. No, no, no. You you don't have to pet... No, no, not a grizzly. Just just go pet... Go find a, Go find a bear cub, a black bear cub. And just grab it and pick it up and hold it and squeeze it. And the only way I would do that would be at Lincoln Park Zoo. No, just just I'm go and do it. Don't worry. There. If if the mother starts chasing you, just run. 
You you can run faster than a bear. No, I only got to run faster than you. No, you're you're gonna be there, and you're you're gonna videotape it. No, you're gonna you're gonna be with me. No. And the only the only one I have to run faster is than you. That's all I care about. <laughs> see, I see. I wouldn't ask Kim to do that because Kim, as long I, as you're behind me, I'm fine. You know, see, I I wouldn't ask Kim to do that because, well, <laughs> I, I like Kim. Um, well, so, hang on, here is a true fact. What what's right? that? If you are being chased by a bear, uh, they they say to crouch down and cover your head. No, wrong. What do they say? What, so what do they say? If you can, if if you're in a hilly area, okay, run uphill. You run uphill. Oh, because a bear can't run uphill. You can outrun a bear going uphill. Okay, what happens what? when you what happens when you reach? I don't know if we should broadcast that. Okay, here here's. It's not really true. I'm not a very fast runner, yeah. so. It, it is true. You can run. How up. fast of a runner do you have to be, though, Scotty? Uh, a lot faster than the bear. Look, Scotty, let me ask you: When you reach the top of the hill. Okay, you have to go down the hill on the other side. I'm willing to bet that when you you might make it to the top of the hill, but when you go down the other side, I can guarantee you that bear is going to make up for a lot of lost time. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'll never outrun a bear going downhill. Uh, oh okay. So what you're saying is all you have to do. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll be here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just telling the neighbors I'm going to be here. Oh, okay. Now, is it your neighbor, neighbor, or is it just your neighbor in the pen over at the rodeo? That's right. You got it. My second B. <laughs> the neighbor at the rodeo. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know your real neighbor? I do. I know my neighbors. Do you know yours? You probably know yours. You're that type of guy. Oh, oh yeah. I, I I know everybody. I know the people on each side of me and the one across the street from me. That's it. I've been here for. That's important. It's important to know your neighbors. What do you think, Scotty? Well, Scotty lives in. You know, Scotty owns the entire northern part of Colorado. So Scotty has no neighbors. He's evicted everybody in within a hundred mile radius. He's evicted them all. He said, "You know what?" No, I do. I I am getting to know quite a few of my neighbors. Okay, um, my next door neighbor is wonderful, um, very nice, elderly woman. Uh, Bertie and I go over and help out every once in a while. Um, on the other side. Of course, we have Molly, Levi, and the grandkids. Right. So, um... So you know your neighbors. I mean, we've been here for going on two years now. Yes. And, uh, That's it? That's it? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty well, new. Pretty new. Going on two years. It took Scotty so, a while, you know, because don't don't forget, when Scotty moved out there before he built the house, because, you know, he, he built the house... And 
before he did that, he had to evict all of the people in the neighborhood because he wanted to make sure he wanted to be the one to determine who was going to be his neighbors. And he wanted he wanted full control. So before anybody could move into northern Colorado, he had to approve them. Really? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. I'll tell you what, I have, I have got neighbors here, all right, who are fifth and sixth generation on this front land. That's amazing. I have a friend out in Colorado who he played baseball um, for the Vipers. Well, Scotty so, probably uh, knows him because there's only 10 people in the entire state. Yeah, you think maybe? I'm I'm willing to bet that Scotty knows who they are. I I probably I'm related, like I told you before I'm related to eight of them. Well, this is true, and you know, well, I mean, come on, look where Kim's at in Alberta. There's only ten people who live in Alberta. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I I think Caroline lives in Alberta. And do you know who we've? Do you know who we have coming up on September seventh, Kim? September seventh. That's who, a, who do we have all the way out to September seventh? Michaela, 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 Michaela. I, I, she told me how to pronounce it. I, I still can't. I, I have to listen. To she, she sent me a text, you know, one of those voice things with how to pronounce her name. I, I still can't, so don't worry about it. When we talk to her, I'll butcher her name the entire night. But she's from Alberta, also, you know. Oh, yeah. And Let did me you ask you something? Have, have you ever thought? Have you ever talked to Fat Boy? Oh, Ronnie. I, I talk to Ronnie all the time. About coming on the show? Oh no, not not about this show. Well, why not? I I don't know. I I don't know. Hey, do you, Kim? Do you know a woman? I I think it's a woman. It's a woman or a man. Cavell King Gilliam. No, I I can't say I do. Well, she's one of you people too. See, I, I, I probably know more people in Alberta than you do. And I don't live in Alberta. Uh, let's see, my friend in uh, Colorado, he's in Greeley, not, not Denver. Well, Scotty knows, okay. every, Scotty knows yeah. everyone in Colorado. Hey, Kim. Kim, that's 40 miles away from me. Well, he played for the Seattle Mariners, and then he coached the Hawaii Stars. So uh, how do you know? So how do you know him? Because he played for the Vipers in Calgary. Okay, so oh, okay. how did you know him? I mean, how did you know him? I I know a lot of people who play um, sports, but I, I don't. Him, uh, I met him and a bus full of players at the rodeo when I was rodeoing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. See, Scotty. Yeah, See, Scotty. Yeah, Hey Scotty, yeah. how come how come you don't rodeo, Scotty? Um, uh, just, yep, I never <laughs> Do you ride horses? Let's start there. Do you ride horses? 
Yeah, you Scotty. Do, yes. Do you do you ride yes. horses? Not not the ones at the merry-go-round. Okay, I'm we're uh, talking uh, real real horses that no, poop and no, eat. No, I'm I'm at your stage. Oh, okay. Now we're we're not talking uh, about the horses. I graduated. I graduated from the merry-go-round. I think when I was uh, five. Oh, okay. So, and we're not talking about the horses, you know, that are 75 years old and that ride little children around in a circle. No, no. I started riding, I started riding when I was 14. On a horse? Yeah. A, a, real, horse. a real horse, not, not one I, of those stick horses. I rode, yeah, I rode fence lines. You rode what? I rode fence lines. So, what is that? What does that mean? You rode like you checked fences. Yes. Okay. I rode the fence lines. I rode the fence lines around the farm. What farm? Well, that's ranch. important. You always got to check your fences. He did, He's not telling you though that the the farm was a petting zoo. And so the horse he was riding was, a, no, <laughs> was, a, was one of those little miniature horses. No, no, no. These were these were full, full grown horses, about twelve hands, 12, 12 to fourteen hands. And I would saddle up uh, one of the broodmares, and her and I would go out and we would ride the fences. We covered probably close to about, uh, yeah, roughly about 25 acres. So while, while you were riding your horse, were you single? Yeah. Were you singing Dale, Evan, and Roy Rogers songs? No, I was not. Oh, okay. See, that's what you should I have been doing. I was singing Moody Blues songs. <clears throat> you got you got to be singing. Uh, you got to be singing Roy Rogers songs when you ride a horse, Scotty. And oh, did. No. You, And did you know, did, did you wear your and chaps? Animals. Did you wear and your chaps? I, did, I used to sing uh, House of the Rising Sun. Well, did, did you wear your chaps, and did you have a cowboy hat and a duster? A uh, cowboy hat, yes. Chaps, no, I didn't have it. I never owned a set of chaps. Now, how about spurs? How about I? I just heard the horse. The horse was yeah, laughing. I, I heard that they get they get really really hot. Usually, yeah, they do. Now, usually, if you're wearing chaps, you're hurting cows. And if you're wearing chaps, it's a stick. Get it, chap stick? Ha! <laughs> I slay me. Put up, Bob. Uh, Put up, Bob. Um, oh God! What are we gonna do with this, Tim? What are we gonna do with this city kid? Uh, Hey, 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 hey. We're going to let him go for a ride. We'll take him for one ride. Hey, hey. I'm going to tell you two. I would love to watch that. I really would. Okay, I'm going to tell you a true story. And we just turn them loose. Okay, I'm going to tell you a true story, okay? Do you want to hear a true story? Yeah, it's a true story. Does that mean all your other stories were true? Uh, no, they they were all true, but th this is a true story. So, oh, oh, but this one this one is really true. Th this one is really true. So when I was twenty one years, really true. Well, let me tell you the story because okay, I don't have a whole lot of time because we we got a guest coming in. 
So let me let me tell you this story. There was there was a donut shop near my house when I was growing up, and there was this girl. Starting out with a donut shop, okay. It it was it used to be a Dunkin' Donuts. They had changed the name from Dunkin' Donuts to I don't know DK Donuts or something. So anyway, there was this. Will you, will you let me finish the story? So <laughs> I was there was this girl that worked there, and I was I was always hitting on her, asking her out, and she would always turn me down. So finally, she agreed to go out with me. So I I always assumed she was like eighteen years old. I mean, she never she looked like she was eighteen years old. Okay, so we go out on a date. We go out to dinner. I order a beer. She orders a glass of wine, and we're sitting there. We're talking, and then we're sitting in front of her house. And it was right before school was about to start. And she said, "God, I really hate the idea that I got to start that school starts again." And I said, what year are you going to be in? And she said, well, I'm going to be a freshman. And so I assumed freshman in college. I mean, you know, she she was built like an 18-year-old, okay? So um, I asked her, I said, so what school? And she told me, and I looked at her, and I said, that's a high school. And I said, how old are you? And she said, I'm going to be 14. And, she looks at me and she says, "So I did. So do I get a good night kiss?" And I held out my hand and I shook her hand and I said, "Damn glad to meet you." And she said, "No good night kiss." I said, "No, you're 14. No good night kiss." And she says, "Well, you know, every guy. I've always gone out with older guys because guys my own age they're just too immature." And I'm thinking, "Here's a 14 year old." So I said, "What's the?" I said, "What's the oldest guy you've gone out with?" And she's like, 32. I said, that's not a date. I said, that, that that's just plain creepy. So Yeah, you're going out with somebody who's older than your dad, probably. Yeah, no lie. So she, anyway, she was real big into, she was real big into rodeo. She was doing all the rodeos around northern Illinois. And so she wanted to branch out. She wanted to do the Midwest. Okay. So she wanted to be able to go all the way out to like Wyoming and do rodeos. So, uh, I, all right, I, I've only got one question for you. Shoot. Was this before or after American Graffiti came out? Uh, this was 19... What the hell year was this? This had to have been 1978. 1978, 1979. So, she wanted to do... How much did you feel like Mark Builder? <laughs> well, if you looked at her, she looked like she was 18. Okay, that, that's all I'm, that's all I'm going to say. She didn't look her age, all right? Okay. So... So uh, a little older, she looked a lot older, and she had her life all planned out. She was going to go to Northwestern to law school, and then she was going to be a senator. So, I mean, she had her whole life all planned out. Smart, smart girl. And so she wanted to do the rodeo circuit. She, she did, she did. And so she wanted, she wanted to do the rodeo. She wanted to go out to Wyoming and do rodeos in Wyoming. She wanted to do the whole Midwest area. So... 
She had two horses, and she kept them over at Harmswood Stable. You remember that place, Scotty? Oh, yeah. In Glenview? Harmswood. Yeah. In Glenview, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She she owned two horses. She kept them at the stable. And she had a trailer, and it was a trailer for two horses, and they even had a truck. So that worked out well. Her mom couldn't take her, though, because her mom had to work, and her parents were divorced, and her dad was out of the picture. So she's bummed out that she can't go. So I've done dumber things, and so I volunteered, and I said, I'll take her around. And her mom knew that nothing was ever going to happen because she was 14 years old. So she said, okay, you don't mind? And I'm like, no, no, I, I don't mind. So I said, but I do need a note from you. Because in case we get stopped for something across state lines. And she said, well, if anything happens, just call me. And I said, I'm not going to call you from jail. I said, because if we, once, we, once we leave Illinois and we get pulled over for something and they ask how old she is and she says 14, I said, I'm going to jail and I do not want to be calling you from jail. I said, so write yeah, me a note. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm now called Uncle Bill. Yeah. Okay. So I said, write me a note saying that you give me permission to take your kid across state lines. So she did, and every, everything was going well. True, And we're out in Wyoming, and she's doing a rodeo in Wyoming. And she had, um, hang, hang on, I got to get tell Caroline. Um, Have you got one of Caroline's songs queued up yet? I do. So anyway, we should probably play it. Well, we're running way behind schedule. Well, here, just I'm, I'm going to make this real quick. We're out in Wyoming. She's doing a rodeo in Wyoming. She did. She was doing her final run, and she went around the third barrel, and she cut in too sharp, and the horse lost her footing, and the horse came down. And when the horse came down, um. The horse basically came down on her leg, which was not good because the horse broke her leg. And um, she's lucky. And when she came down, her head hit the barrel, but at least it hit it just right. So it just kind of knocked it out of the way. It didn't decapitate her. But she's on the ground. The horse got back up. She didn't get back up. And so they had to airlift her to the hospital. And so I had to go and call her mom and tell her mom that she was in the hospital with the smashed up leg. And so I picked up her mom from the hot, from the airport. And so I said, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to stick around? And she said, well, you might as well go and you might as well take the horses back. So they told her that she was never going to ride again, not rodeo again. And so she got all depressed, and she ended up getting into drugs and drinking. And I don't know whatever happened to her after that. She sold her horses, and then she got all messed up. So I don't know whatever happened to her again. I I lost track of her after all that. So I I have no idea. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm sorry to hear that, but we'll give her a shout out. Maybe she'll reach out. You know? That that's my story. Come on, don't don't you think that was a good story? story now and it's tragic you know but uh 
you know, you got to get up and go again. That's the way, that's the way rodeo is. Yes, you, yes, you do. So, um, when chaps keep you safe from cactus, etc. See, that, that's what Billy said. Billy said, chaps keep you safe from cactus. Now I, now I hear a car. You hear a truck. Uh, is that your truck? Yes, because I have to, uh, I just have to charge my battery while I talk to you. Oh, okay. Because I don't, I don't know if you, if you know of a good phone battery charger, you let me know because that's part of the problem when we travel is keeping the phone charged. I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? We're going to play one of Caroline's songs. And actually, you know what? Before we go to Caroline, we're gonna we're gonna play another song because we we've got enough songs of Caroline to play. So you know whose song we're gonna play? I'll bet you can't guess. I'll bet you can't guess what song we're gonna play, Kim. Is it a new one? No, it, it's an older one. Uh, I, I got it last year. Yeah, he, just, he just opened. He just opened the email <laughs> <laughs> from April. From April, our very own Kim Thompson heartache heartbreak. And when we come back, we're gonna have Caroline Park on the line with us. And you're tuned into the Dorks. You got me, Black Dog Scotty, who's from Colorado, and Kim, who's from Canada. But <laughs> we'll be right back.
I'm saying heartache, heartbreak. You're tuned in to the dorks. And we have got Caroline Park with us all the way from sunny Canada. And how are you this evening? I'm pretty darn good. Thank you. Well, good. See, now you now you don't sound, you see, now I, I don't hear your accent the way I did when I first heard, when I first talked to you. Well, you got used to it that fast, I guess, eh? I, I guess, I, except for the A part. See, you know, I, I can tell you're Canadian with the A part. Um, okay. I, you know, I, I love Canada. I really do. I, I love Canada. I love this country. I was about to say I love the city. Uh, <laughs> the city of Canada. Uh, I love the country. I love the people in Canada. Don't I, Scotty? And Scotty, Kim, say hi to Caroline, and Caroline, say hi to Scotty and Kim. Hey, hey. Hi, Caroline. Thank you for calling hey. over to Canada tonight. Oh, yeah, you bet. Anytime. <laughs> and Kim, say hi to Caroline. Caroline, I just added you to my Facebook. Okay, I'll look for that. See? Awesome. See, you're you're making connections right away. How about that? Yeah. Well, we are only like a six-hour drive, which is barely a hop, skip, and a jump here. <laughs> well, see, you're both you're both in Alberta. Yeah. And so, and there's only like ten people who live in Alberta, so you should know each other, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you live. So you live on a farm. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, are you from, were you, were you, <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was about to ask her. Um, were you born and raised in oh, Alberta? Here we go. The, the city boy's going to ask the farm girl about what's life like on the farm. Here we go. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to ask what life is like on the farm. God. No, I was going to ask if, you, I was, I was going to ask if you were born and raised in Canada. I was yeah born and raised in Alberta, but I was I was a town girl. So I I had only a couple of years uh, when I was a kid that I was in uh, on an acreage, so was exposed to a little bit of rural living, but not a whole lot. And so no, I just uh, hooked up here on eHarmony with my husband, and he I just popped onto the farm, you know, jumping both feet, not wow. really knowing what to expect. Yeah, it was a, it was a shocker, I'll tell you. <laughs> how was it going from the city to a farm? It was, it was, uh, like, it, 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 deep down inside, it was probably always my dream to have a little piece of land and, you know, have a little garden and whatnot. But it was, it was brutal, actually, because I relocated and then I had a, uh, four kids in five years and so it was really hard yeah like to leave the house was hard and then when I left the house it was like you know you're surrounded by all these toddlers which are like drunk adults almost you know and (laughs) so yeah it's been pretty hard to make friends (laughs) I, I never heard anybody quite compare it to drunk adults oh absolutely yep uh, I, I like that. See, now, that's a good one. See, Scotty had... Scotty, how many kids did you have? I've got... Well, I have three. Okay. I, I've got six grandchildren. We're, we're not interested in the grandchildren. We're talking about your kids. <laughs> yeah, but all, all three are grown and married on their own. Okay. And then we've got Kim. <laughs> Hi, Kim. 
me. Yes. So, (laughs) how far are you from the city of Alberta, Kim? Well, because Caroline said that she grew up in the city. I, I grew up in small towns. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. I so, see. Um, you're up in Lloydminster, are you? I'm, yeah, 30 minutes north of Lloydminster. Wow. So, so she's in the far like, north. She's almost uh, it, in the North Pole. In, in, in I'm where? actually... Half of the farm is actually in Saskatchewan, so we're right on the border of the two provinces. Um, but my PO box is in Alberta. PO box, but my like my husband's cell phone number is a Saskatchewan number. Okay, now let me let me ask you a quick question. Can you spell Saskatchewan? Yeah, I, I could, but I don't don't ask me to, please. <laughs> I can type it better than like saying it out loud. See, even the people who live in Saskatchewan can't spell Saskatchewan. It's called S-A-S-K, period. Oh, okay. That's it. <laughs> I, see, I, I couldn't live in Saskatchewan. I have a hard enough time pronouncing Saskatchewan. It's like trying to spell Minnesota. I'm a, I live in that minus two, C-H-E-W in the middle. God. Yeah, it's it's really it yeah. <laughs> so let's talk I know, about it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful up there. It really is. Like when when I met my husband online, um he said uh he was on the border and I thought, Oh great, it's flat there, like whoop de doo. And then uh he said, Oh no, it's rolling hills and I thought, Yeah, right. And so I come out here and we're actually if you if you look on a map we're on the border, and then if you follow the North Saskatchewan River, we're just on the banks of the north end, the north side of that river. So it's actually absolutely gorgeous here. Like only only four months a year. <laughs> the other the other like bit of winter there is absolute hell. Like from December, January, February, March are brutal. But the summertime, like I do all my. Um, homemade music videos out here and all my photos have been taken out here for the most part um i just had a recent photo shoot that was in lloydminster up against like a whole bunch of different brick walls and that was kind of cool but like you can't beat the rural scenery here so is there a lot is there a big difference in temperature between southern alberta and northern alberta i don't think so I think the, the winters maybe might be a little more brutal the, f- the further north you go, but the summertime, um, I, I, like like southern Alberta, I remember feeling like I lived in the Crow's Nest Pass for three years, and that's south of Calgary. It's one hour from the the um, Montana border, and I remember feeling like the the summers were almost nice, but just were like five <laughs> degrees too cold. It was brutal, almost, like almost you know. Nice. You, a high of a high of plus twenty two, which let me just go to my Fahrenheit thingy here. That would be uh, like sixty eight degrees or seventy degrees. That was like our daytime highs in the summer. So like, just really disappointing. So then when I moved to Fort McMurray, um, they have like a shit ton more uh, sunlight up there, and so 
when the daytime highs are, let me go go to Fahrenheit. <laughs> they would they would be like they would be like ninety wow. for a daytime high. I would just be tell my boss. I'd send him an email. I'm like, I'm taking four hours vacation every day this week. Oh, there, there you Done. go. I, I like that. I, I like that. And yeah, see well, where Kim's at. It's like ninety degrees right now, isn't it, Kim? summer but um this summer has been not bad but especially the last month has been like every every day i look at the the forecast for the whole week and i'm like whoo like as long as we get a, a shower in there and we haven't been so we are getting a little dry for our crops here but um yeah it's been a great beach summer that's for sure i take my kids once a week to the beach for the day you you have a beach where you're at well, it's like a scummy Alberta lake, but it's actually <laughs> probably the, the nicest lake that I've been on. A scummy no, Alberta some, lake. I, as, as a kid, I swam in, like, you could swim in a swamp in Alberta, but this lake is actually the, the nicest lake I've ever swam in in Alberta. What lake is it? It's called Whitney, and it's like it. It has clear for the most 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 of the year. The water is crystal clear. I went up to my waist last week, and I could still see my feet, which is not normal. See, Kim, did did you ever hear of that lake, Kim? I have not, but I've heard amazing stories about people that travel to Saskatchewan just to go to the lake. Yes, like my actually, uncle, there were. My uncle bought a, a lake property out there. And uh, said it's quite amazing. That's where they wanted their property. So now, I, well, I think it's because there's more rock in the in the ground here. Like, and I guess the lakes are just that much cleaner, right? Well, so I see. I always thought Saskatchewan was right next to Alberta. It, it's it not, is. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's, <laughs> it's east of Alberta. Yeah. Yep. Now, what's yeah. what's north of Alberta? Muskeg. Oh, yeah. okay. Scotty, Northwest Territory. What's, what's north, Phil? <laughs> A lot of snow. Alaska. Alaska is the next big thing that's north. sets for six months out of the year and it's always light yeah and, see, I, I could deal with that I, I really could I could deal with that the part I could not deal with is where it's dark for six months out of the year yeah, and I think that that's a misconception because they say I, I believe the suicide rate is actually higher in the summer not for me I, I'd be outside well, every day why. 
Yeah. I, I heard it's because the, the days are so long, people actually don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah, because in the wintertime, oh. there's oh so much to do when it's dark for six months out of the year. Yeah, there, there's a lot to well, like, do. Like 8.30 comes in the summertime here, and I close all the blinds, and I, I set the tone for my kids so that their bodies can start winding down. Because if you have straight daylight, you will not wind down like... It's it's uh, it, it's got to be hard to deal with, in a way. Hey, Scotty, you know what I need you to do, Scotty? What's that? <laughs> I need I need you to go up to Canada, and spend six months in the sunlight and then six months in darkness, <laughs> and I need you to report back. Why would I? Why would I want to do that? What do you mean? Why would you want to do that? Because it, you'd be doing it for the show. I'm falling asleep at night. <laughs> you know. Look, Scotty, you, you could sleep. You could sleep for six months, okay? Just, just go to sleep, have a good meal before you go to sleep, and then wake up when the sun comes back up. Yeah, that's called hibernation, Phil. There you go. There, there you go. It'd be perfect, wouldn't it? So, Caroline, let, let's talk about your music. So, um, did you start writing before you moved up to the farm, or was this after the farm? You know, I had written, like, two songs uh, before I had my family, and then I kind of just buried it, um, and I just kept doing I, I would sing and play guitar while I was having my kids, but not a whole lot. And I just, I had an active YouTube channel back before I had a family. Like, I was doing a, a cover song every week and blah, blah, blah. So that really slowed down. And then, um, actually, when my kids were between the ages of one and six, all four of them, okay. uh, we had a, a rural crime event uh, where there were people in our yard at night Wow! Uh, stealing stuff. And actually, they were in my sister-in-law's house, so we got a call, and they said, well, we've called the cops, but it could be up to an hour before they get here because we live so remotely. And so my husband jumped in his truck to drive over there and kind of just see how many people were there and possibly scare them away not knowing that they actually were actually in our yard too wow. so when i spotted someone in uh in our vehicle with a ball cap on i thought oh darn so then i i called my husband and he patched me into a a group phone call that was going on and my father-in-law was like i'll be right there and so he came up the driveway got out of his vehicle and uh, he cleared the yard you know he had a flashlight and he he said well they must be gone we must have scared them away and i came out on the deck and talked to him for a bit and then we got we saw a car on the range road going really slow and it, we, he thought oh maybe that's the getaway car because they, they kind of drop people off then they go on foot steal a bunch of stuff and then the getaway car comes back and picks them all up right like it's organized so he went down the driveway and I stood on the deck like an idiot and I thought oh I'll call 911 so they know it's multiple houses right and then um and then this lady just came out of the shadows. She was hiding in my flower beds, and she uh, came at me with a knife. And I dropped the phone, and so nine one one recorded the struggle. It was three and a half minutes wow. of me kind of fighting for my life. She she entered the house and tried to lock me out, and I knew the deadbolt was misaligned. 
and I had been bugging my husband for months to fix it, but it's not a priority when you, you got all these cows to feed, right? So thankfully I just, I, I just, I knew it wasn't going to work. So I shouldered the door open and then I jerseyed her and, uh, and so her head was down between her legs and I ripped her shirt off and then I beat her over the back of the head with my flashlight and all was well, right? Like literally like, and then my husband just guarded her when he, 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 he came up the driveway a few minutes later, didn't know what happened. And the lady, you know, cried and said, don't, don't call the cops cause they're going to take my kids away again. And, you know, so we, he held her until the cops came and she went to jail and, uh, and then I pretty much was in a state of, um, disorientation and fear wow. and panic probably for like a year. Yeah. It was, the worst year of my life, I, I gotta say. <laughs> I, I could I, I could understand that. That's a traumatizing thing. Yeah. So I I thought okay, so like it when it's dark, you're looking out the window trying to see if there's people in the field out the window, and then the the sun would come up, and I'd think, are there tracks? Were there people here? Are they coming after us? You know, and I was like completely fearful and paranoid. And so during the day, every once in a while, like I was big into fiddle at the time and I was playing my fiddle for going on two or three years at that point. And so I hadn't picked up the guitar in a long time. And I all of a sudden I just reverted back to what was easy. I held my guitar and I would strum it and then I would write a happy song, kind of like replaying an old memory. Okay. And so my that's how I got into songwriting. In my first album, I put 15 songs on it, wow. and it's mostly happy songs. And I, I was just kind of reliving happy times, and it would it would like carve out you know 30 minutes where I can breathe. And then when I was done writing the song, it was over and then back to reality, you know, and it was, it was a brutal year. I had therapy and I had different trauma therapy and, but my, my therapist kept telling me like, keep doing what you're doing. You're, you know, processing what happened. And so I only wrote two songs about that event and I kind of feel like I'll probably not write anymore, but at the next summer, I, I kind of just felt like I'm getting back to who I am and what I'm all about. And then I, I released this. The following album is more about farming and ranching lifestyle. And that's the one that I, I won the um, album of the year through the International Singer Songwriter Association. So I got uh, the third place. I got bronze for that. And that was cool. like a really great to know that my peers you know, was, we're acknowledging that this is a cool album, right? <laughs> so, see, and look, there's there's two people in Alberta who are both members of ISSA. How cool is that, Kim? <laughs> well, I think there's more than that. <laughs> no, but I mean, see, see, Kim. So there, there's another fellow ISSA member. Right on. That's awesome, yes. Yes. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to play one of your songs, Caroline, and when we come back, oh we're going to talk about the song. Okay, sounds great. And we're, you're, we're, you're, we, we, you, we, we, ha, ha, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I've always found, here, here's what I've always found. If you forget what you're about to say or you open up your mouth and the words that are supposed to be coming out don't come out, always speak Chinese. It helps, eh? It, it does. So if, if you forget what you're going to say, just go, oh, you know, oh, yeah, and let, let people wonder what kind of person you are. But it, it it kind of breaks the ice and it relieves, you know, it, it 
Uh, but you're tuned in to the dorks. It's me, Black Dog, Scotty, and Kim, and we are talking with Caroline Park. And this is her song, Paws and Pine. And give it a listen. We'll be right back. While you're working, words reflecting heavy regret in the setting sun. Don't understand, don't want to know why, but all those thoughts, they plague your mind. Just keep on trucking like it was nothing. Try not to care, don't ever cry. Don't pause and pine, girl, so full of sorrow. Just mind your conscience, look to tomorrow, don't pause and pine, what's done is done. Don't look down yonder, what others gather, cause it ain't yours, no, it's wrong to pine. Just stay the course, and pray to God, girl, and you will prosper on down the line. Just keep on trucking like it was nothing. Try not to care, don't ever cry. Don't pause and pine, girl. So full of sorrow, what's in the past can't be redone. Just mind your conscience, look to tomorrow. Don't pause and pine, what's done is done. One day was lonesome, and so you paused, reflecting back on all you've lost. Forgot your blessings, you sat in pine, robbing the day of joy divine. Just keep on trucking, like it was nothing, try not to care, don't ever cry. Don't pause and pine, girl, so full of sorrow. Past can't be redone. Just mind your conscience, look to tomorrow. Don't pause and pine. What's done is done. Don't pause and pine. Oh, what's done is done. And that was Caroline Park, Pause and Pine. And so you were telling us what what you were thinking when you wrote that song. Yeah, I, I was thinking that songwriting, um, although it was a great therapy for me, I feel like I was longing for what I didn't have because some of my songs were love songs or, you know, just reminiscing about things that were beautiful that I never got to keep, I guess. And so I thought I should write myself a song since I'm wired for music and it is more of a therapy and a medication for me than anything. I should write myself a song, giving myself advice to not dwell on the past because that doesn't help you at all. So then I thought then if I write a real toe tapper and it's catchy, then anytime I I find myself pining for the past, I can just sing this song and be like, look forward, girlfriend, you know, I I like that. (laughs) You know what? That's very good. Kim, do you have any questions for Caroline? When you're writing, do you, uh, do you have any influences that, um, you, uh, kind of lean back on? 
Well, like, I'd like to instantly say, yeah, like, Hank Williams, uh, Alan Jackson, Ian Tyson, those kind of dudes. But at the same time, I have a huge um, catalog of jazz music, and I, I just don't know... I don't know what has all influenced me. Like, the, my grandpa's cowboy music for sure. Okay. But then I really like folk music. And then I really like bossa nova and Brazilian music. And so it just, I, I think just being a music lover, like, I love Nina Simone and Madeline Peru. And I love Brandy Carlisle and like all these different, it's just a mirage of beauty, you know? <laughs> Now, do you like Celine Dion? Okay. She's one of you people. Do you like Do you like Celine Dion? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. See, look, Kim's Kim's in the chat room now. Hi, Kim. Hi. See, Kim, Kim Kim's in the chat room now. Kim likes Celine Dion. Okay. Well, I wouldn't. It's not that I wouldn't listen to her. I just wouldn't go out and buy her album, probably. See, no, I like Shania Twain. Shania Twain is my favorite. Like, I remember singing her songs when I was 10 years old. Who, Shania Twain? Mm-hmm. Oh, she, she's good. Her and Anne Murray. Yeah, a lot of people say that I sound like Anne Murray, and I'm always kind of like, oh, really? Because I always found her so boring as a kid. But now that I'm an adult, I, I have a definitely a new appreciation for, for her songs and her vocals. See, I, I've always liked Shania Twain. I, I like Anne Murray, too. Anne Murray is good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how many songs have, so you've been writing a whole bunch of songs, how many, and you've got how many albums out right now? Yeah, it's kind of uh, crazy. So I did the three albums, three original albums all in 25 months. Wow. And I have half another album already recorded and I'm just lining up my producer for the my winter months. It's kind of like my winter projects because summertime it's too busy on the farm. Okay. But on the in the winter time, I do all my writing and perfecting. You know, three quarters of the year, and then in the de the the between November and April is when I will go and record. Usually, like New Year's, I like to go to the studio and hang out with my my producer. He's like seventy eight, and he's just top of his game right now. So it's awesome. <laughs> Well, I am over excited to be playing your music. And when do you think your next album? You said you're halfway through on your. This will be album number four. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think uh, I'll probably put it out during planting season if okay. I can pre plan everything. And then uh, it's kind of like the rollout would be somewhat automated at that point if I can re. I'll, so probably like May. Okay. Yeah. So I want to do some cool artwork on the, like the first, the first album that I did was like a cover album and it was just old cowboy songs. And then the second, second, third and fourth were all originals. Well, the Paws and Pine album actually has two cover tunes on it, an Ian Tyson tune and, or well, it's a tune he covered too. And Randy, so I did The Wind in the Wire is a cover tune and Take These Chains, Hank Williams Sr. Those are cover tunes. So you said the first album that you did was all cover Western Western songs. 
Yeah, that was actually just because I was going to these old cowboy circles and I wanted to have uh, my music to trade with because that's what they do. They trade CDs. <laughs> so oh, very I, cool. didn't, I didn't I didn't make the CD as like, uh, oh, I'm going to be a singer now. Like not at all. So that's kind of it's kind of funny. And I actually recorded the whole thing in 2016. And then I got pregnant with my last child. And it, it sat on my bedside table for a year and a half. And then I found it and I was like, holy smokes, I got to release this. What am I doing? So, <laughs> so you, it didn't get... It, mm-hmm. Have you gone to any of the cowboy poetry gatherings that they have or any of that stuff? I've been to, like, I got tickets to one cowboy poetry gathering and then it was canceled for COVID. So that was lame. And uh, I don't think, I don't know if it was rescheduled. We didn't get notice on it. And But I've been to the Blueberry Bluegrass Festival west of Edmonton and that was very cool. I just, I need to watch it because if I go to these things, then I end up buying everybody's albums and <laughs> I'm, I'm just a huge music fan, right? So I, I have to space out how often I go to festivals. Otherwise, I, I come back with merch and then I want to listen to the same people, same album for like, I'm still old school. I still buy CDs. I still have a, I just bought a CD player uh, for my kids and for, and I got myself one too. And I dug out all my old CDs cause I, I'm, I'm kind of done with the, the streaming at this point. You know, Scotty's got an old eight track player and he's really going crazy trying to find eight tracks for it. Um, oh, so okay. he, he was hoping he, he was hoping maybe they'll maybe you can make an eight track on your next on your next album yeah. well it's yeah, funny be, because so many be people cool. they say so many people say that they don't have a cd player in their car because they have a newer vehicle yeah so i i actually got my whole discography all, all four cds i got it on a usb stick but it's on it's, it, it looks like a cassette tape, and then out of the bottom of the cassette tape, out pops a USB stick. You know, I've seen those things. They look like credit cards. I, I've got a couple. One looks like a credit card. And yeah, yeah I could have ordered little credit cards with a, yeah. yeah. But I thought, oh, I'm going to go, like, because I'm a child of the 80s, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get a cassette tape-looking thing. See, Kim, have you ever thought of doing something like that? for somebody to come out with a cassette see scotty actually i want reel to reel because scotty wants an eight track I, i'd like the old-fashioned reel to reel if you can do that for me um <laughs> hey we're, we're not asking for much we, we're really not so yeah, all you gotta do is find the old aztec machine and, and you're good to go uh, you know i i had a portable reel to reel when i was a kid Honestly, like I got my my boys, uh, they're four and six, and I got them a cassette player, and I have these book on tapes on cassette, and they've learned how how cassettes work. And my girls, I got a cassette CD player, and they're very much enjoying it. So you said you've and, got four kids. Yeah. That that's got to keep you busy. Like totally. <laughs> <laughs> like totally. 
Like, yeah, I got 15 pounds of cucumbers shredded here. I'm making relish. Like, I got my kids parked in front of the TV just for this interview, and they were so excited to hear I had an interview. Oh, because they, they can watch TV. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Let's see, Kim. Hey, Kim. I relish. I'm in. I'm in. Can you, do you... <laughs> yeah, and tomorrow is salsa with homegrown tomatoes. So. Oh, that would be so good. I'm jealous. <laughs> it is. And I went downstairs yeah. to get jars, and I found like six more quarts of, of salsa from last year, and I thought I had ran out. So. Well, and it takes so long. Like I've done salsa before; it doesn't last long in our house, but uh, it takes a long time to prep those canned goods. Oh, like it's chop, 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 right? Like, uh, actually, most of the work is the chopping. I think we need a, a canned goods song. <laughs> Cam, there you go. That it's a perfect song, just for you. You you can write this. <laughs> Do you ever co-write? Um, do you have a co-writer? That would be my question. Yeah. You know, I, I actually have only gotten help from my father and my father-in-law so far. So, oh, and I did I did co-write with a, some random person from Twitter that I just thought was cool. He thought I was cool. We had a video chat. And I said, yeah, let's do a father-daughter duet. And, like, two weeks later, he replied, and he had written most of it. And so... Like, that was really interesting. I, I rearranged it, and I changed the melody line, and uh, and I, I guess that would be considered a co-write, even though he did most of the, the lyrics. yeah. Yeah. Well, so there was that, but I, I... What's that? I said I'm all about co-writes, so reach out if you, so, if you ever want. Yeah. Need, we need to get that one punchline for the chorus, something about canning. See, that, yeah. I, I'm, I'm telling you. You and Kim could come out with this. <laughs> you know what? I am waiting for when you and Kim come out with a song. Because you know what the best part? You know what the best part would be? Here's the best. The best part would be Kim and Caroline from Canadian Kim and Caroline from Alberta sing. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, yeah, I think we, that would be we can great. Sing about like. I got I got six pints of Saskatoon jam here on my island. What the heck is Saskatoon? Oh Saskatoon, they're they're like across, but they're just they're they're like blueberries, but they're smaller and oh. yummier. How could it be smaller than and a you blueberry? Know, people that can things, it really says something about them. You know, you take the time for the good things, right? Oh yeah. We're like on the farm. We are broke, but we do not. We don't hold back on groceries at all. <laughs> Scotty, do you know how to can? Uh, no, um, but uh, Birdie knows how to uh, do like strawberry preserves. Okay, I know how to go to the store and buy preserves. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I have a friend, and he, he said... you ever get lost going to the grocery store? No, I, I, I know the store inside and out. Now, Caroline, have, you said you have, uh, like, a berry up there called Saskatoon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just planted also, one of those. Is there yeah. also a town called Saskatoon up there? It's a city, yeah. 
See, it's a city, it's a, Scotty. It's a small city, yeah. I've only been there once. about Saskatoon. Yeah. Running can, back to Saskatoon. Can you spell that? Not on your life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You'd have a better chance of spelling Saskatchewan, right? Yeah, yeah. I would I would almost come close. Yeah. Well, you, you can spell Colorado. You know how to spell that. I can spell Colorado, okay. yes. You see, that, that's a good thing. See, you're one step above everybody you know, else out there. You know, Stop spelling Illinois. Well, there you go. Always remember with Illinois, you got to put the S at the end. It's silent, you know. Um, That's right. Yes. And you know what? We're going to. The reason it's there is because they can charge you taxes. That's right. You know, we're going to play another one of Caroline's songs. Would you like to hear another song from Caroline? Yes, I would. I thought that I, I would think that would be great. Kim, would you like to hear another song from Caroline? Okay. Caroline, would you like to hear another song of yours? Oh, shucks. How could I say no? <laughs> uh, how, how could you say no? You're tuned into the Dorks. We're talking with Caroline Park tonight. Crystal Sky. We'll be right back.
Our crystal sky, Caroline Park, and we are talking with Caroline this evening about her music and everything else. And um, I just, I just think it's very cool everything that you've done. I mean, you live on a farm, and so let, let yeah. me ask you on your farm, what do you grow? Um, uh, beef. Really? So you have cattle? Yeah, yeah, you betcha. Wow. Did you hear so that, Scotty? You, you can get is it, a lot of cattle down here in Colorado. Is it black Angus or is it, I mean, what, what kind of beef is it? Our, ours is, the maternals are black Angus and then the, uh, we ship most of the Charlies. So we just have a bunch of black mamas. You know what my problem is? My problem is if I had cows, I would name them all. Yeah. Well, it's a little hard to do that once when you have a, a big herd. <laughs> yeah, but see, I, I would want to name them all, and then I wouldn't want to eat them. Oh, no. Once you, once you smell that ribeye cooking, it doesn't matter whose name it is. You know, there's, <laughs> well, you know, there's a guy not far from me. He's, he's got a, he raises cattle, so once a year he slaughters a cow. And so he brings me some steak, and oh, it's good, fresh cut, mm. so much, mm -hmm. yeah, so so much better than buying it from the store. Oh yeah, like they say, uh, two pounds of ground beef from the store can can have up to eight hundred different animals in it. Oh wow! Huh? Yeah, isn't that appetizing? I wouldn't mind buying a steak, like steak or a roast beef from the store, but I would never, ever buy ground beef from the store. Wait, 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 oh, that's wait. Interesting. Wait, what? Eight? Yeah, isn't wait, it? What kind of animals? See, I always thought ground beef was just beef that was ground up. It is, but but they like there's only like what four big processing plants in all of. Uh, the USA, and so they process what I don't know. I'll throw a number out there like thousands of animals a day. Mix it all, <laughs> yep, yep. Well, they well do. thank you very much for just ruining my appetite. I'm glad I ate already. Your so. hamburger appetite, 
tight. Yeah. You know yeah. what? You just buy the big roasts and grind them yourself. That's what I would do if I if I didn't oh, have my own. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. How did? Oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait. How how do you take a roast and grind a roast? You need to get yourself KitchenAid, man. Talk to some mamas. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the research, Phil, because maybe oh. I might start doing that. Okay. Yeah. So, so you, just go to we'll Canadian Tire. <laughs> so wait, so you know, so wait, you wait. know how to take a never cow. Seen, you, Phil, you've never seen a hand crank grinder before. I've, I've seen them. I have no idea how it works. I always assume <laughs> that you took like sausage in there or something and twisted it and it comes no, out. No, you put the, you, you cut up, you cut up your beef, you put and it you in a grinder it. and you you crank the you crank the handle, and it comes out as ground beef. Yep. No, I no, I I've I've never done that. I'm I'm sorry. I'm backwards. Okay, I've <laughs> I can honestly say I have never used a crank to make my own ground beef. Fine. Are you happy now? Oh my gosh. Oh are my you, gosh. Such a I I know. Are you are you happy now? I've never yeah. made ground beef, but I. Sausage, like I've seen sausage made, and they kind of mix it. They do both. Yeah, I think so. I saw like, right. Yeah. On the KitchenAid, you can actually get a sausage extension, but like it, the KitchenAid itself is like six or seven hundred bucks, and then the different attachments will run you anywhere. I don't know, forty to a hundred. I saw a rabbit I'm, yesterday. I don't know why I just said that, but I saw a rabbit. Yet. Come on, you're talking about cows, and you're talking about ground beef, making ground beef. So I thought I would just say I saw a rabbit yesterday when I was cutting the grass, okay? okay. People people have starved eating rabbit, you know, because there's not enough fat on them. I've never eaten a rabbit, so I wouldn't know. Well, you are missing out. <laughs> okay. Yes, he my, uh, my stepdad would make rabbit, but I never ate it. I, I hear it tastes like, does it taste like chicken? Yep. No, it's well, everything tastes like chicken. You know, rabbit. We made it into chicken cacciatore, and my sister took seconds, and, and she didn't even know it was rabbit. See, Scotty, so, nah, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My grand, all right, my grandfather on my mom's side is German. Okay. So we've had, we've had pasta pepper. No, I, I wouldn't eat a pasta. That's German rabbit. <laughs> I've had rattlesnake. Now, rattlesnake is good. It tastes like chicken. Yeah, and I've had kangaroo. They don't have kangaroo in Canada. <laughs> no, I had it. That that was down in, like, Chicago. Really? Yeah, or outside, just outside Chicago. I was there for, like, this jazz festival thing. Yeah. You know, Scotty and I are both originally from Chicago. Oh, very cool. Yeah. You know, we've known each other for 30 years, and he still admits to being my friend. Can you believe that? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we, always tell, we always tell Phil that he is definitely an acquired taste. I, I am. I am. But once you, once you get to know me, you love me. Isn't that right, Scotty? I, I'm like a drug. I, yeah, I become we, addicted. Yeah, we, Every night we have to play um, that Mac Davis song, Oh Lord, It's Hard to Be Humble. <laughs> hey, you know, that was my thing song when I was younger. I used to sing that I used to sing that song all the time. 
<laughs> what? I, I like that song. Are Are you saying I'm vain? Make sure that we gotta make sure that he's he's completely, you know, satisfied and happy. <laughs> Come on, we we have a good time. See, Scotty, you're glad you're my friend. <laughs> yes, I am. Just keep those. Keep those checks coming. I'll be your friend for as long as those checks clear. He is. He, he's, he's my friend. And until come the 15th of the month, if the check hasn't reached him, he's not my friend until he gets the check. Oh, my. Then he then he becomes my friend again. Real fast. See, Kim, see, Kim likes me no matter what, whether I send her a check or not. I'm just working on the mic, though. I split it with Kim. <laughs> I'm working on the mug, boys. <laughs> oh, I actually went to the mailbox the other day, and there was nothing there but a, a different thing, you know. Well, it's it's on its way, okay? It take, Remember, it takes a while for it to make it. Tim, it's right behind mine, so don't worry. Hey, you want to hear something crazy? What's Is, that? I met this, um... The songwriter that's down in, I think in Colorado, or somewhere. Anyhow, I said I wanted to order one of his CDs, and we got to talking, and then we we agreed to do a swap. And yeah. I sent him uh, one of my CDs, and it cost me $2, and it got to him within, like, nine business or eight business days or something. And he sent me his CD. It cost uh, 15 American. Yep. And it took uh, a month and four days. Yeah, it, it takes a long time for stuff to go from the States up to Canada. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I Tell me. I know. I know. Tell, yeah, tell I Kim. Blame, I would totally blame Canada Post. You see, can, see Kim? So, <laughs> I think it, it costs more. Mercy on the mail. Mercy on the mail. It's about buying something off of eBay, doesn't it? <laughs> so there you go. See, but it takes a, it takes a long time for stuff to go from the states to Canada. Why? Why does it? Why does it only take such a short amount of time from Canada to the states, though? And why is it so cheap to send from Canada yeah, into the No, but I no, you know, <laughs> because it's still got to go through customs, doesn't it? So, yeah, and this is all—it's an uphill, uphill battle here. See, Scotty, Scotty always told his kids when he was younger, going to school, he had to walk uphill to school and walk uphill after school in a raging That's blizzard. Right. Never ending. Yeah, I, I know. My my parents said the same thing: uphill both ways with no shoes in a blizzard. <laughs> yeah, but see, you lived in Canada, so that was pretty realistic for you. I mean, you know. Yeah. You have Actually, what? It was, it's so windy down in, in the Crow's Nest Pass. It's in this mountain pass. And it was so windy that my grandma used to put two cans of tomato soup in my dad's backpack when he was walking to school when he was little. Oh, my. Yeah. That's, that's what case? they say. Yeah, well, to help him, I guess, I don't know, to hold him down. Oh, <laughs> like, I remember when I was nothing little. Wrong with, nothing wrong with a little ballot. There you go. 
I think I was four or five, and they put me on skates, and I had I, I was leaning on a stacking stool, and the wind came and blew me halfway across the lake. Oh God! <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell you a true story. My sister, when we were younger, my sister they sent her away to camp, and while she was at camp, we moved. True, true story. They they went to pick my sister up. I mean, you know they. But yeah. when they were driving her home, they went a different route because we had moved, and they neglected to tell her we had moved. I, I'm glad that they, I'm kind of glad that they told her that we moved and that they picked her up and that she didn't have to walk all the way back to a house that we no longer <laughs> lived in. But Yeah. I, I don't know why I said that, but you were talking about getting blown across the lake in the wind, so I just figured that that sounded good, didn't it? Yeah, there was a good guy in there, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, are, you, uh, are you getting any chances to get out and play live anywhere? I am. I actually, this spring, I kind of was like, okay, hey, this is my big shot because uh, my, my first album came out in May of 2020. And we okay. all know March is when everything went sideways. Yeah. And so I just kept writing and kind of laid low and kept putting out albums. But I, I haven't actually done any performing up until this spring. So this spring, I got a call from, I got a guy's phone number who's in Edmonton. And my friend said, call this guy. He can mentor you. And I was like, sure. Okay. So I called this guy up. I didn't know. He gave me all, all of his advice. And, and he just said, just start making cold calls. You know, you got to make for every 10 calls you make, you're going to get two to three gigs. I guarantee it. And I thought, okay. And, uh, I don't know if I did get quite that many gigs. Like, I feel like I probably called 30 places, but I, I do have a, a poster of what I've done so far this summer and then what's still scheduled. And for a first time, you know, putting on a little tour or whatever you want to call it, I'm pretty happy with it. Now, is it in Alberta? Are you, are you staying in Alberta? Oh, yeah. This is okay. all in and around Alberta. Okay. I, so I just, I developed a two hour, presentation or whatever you want to call it so i do 30 minutes where i fiddle with background music really and then 30 minutes where i do old cover tunes like okay. from the 40s and 50s and whatever and i guess 60s and 70s like don williams kind of stuff okay. and then uh and then i do one hour of singer songwriter stuff because i'm trying to play at the royal canadian legion steak nights mm -hmm. so that people eat steak and i I fiddle and fart around, and then when they're done their their meal, then I'll I'll do my storytelling stuff. So let me ask you, with with the fiddle, when you play the fiddle, are you also singing while you're playing the fiddle, or you're just fiddle? Music? No, absolutely not. It's just it's just fiddle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I've always yeah. I I that love. Lovely. Thanks. So you you do a two hour show. That that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I thought the first time I thought, is this going to go okay? And I, I did put, I, uh, I had a three-minute break where I put on, like, the last tune on my Paws and Pine is uh, an instrumental. So it's a fiddle tune that I wrote, and then my friend actually performed it for my CD. And so I put that on, and then I switched to my guitar, and then I just did, like, 90 minutes. Like, I felt like a machine, but I, I was quite energized by the whole thing, actually. I was pretty surprised at how well it went. How many, how many shows have you done so far? I think five. Okay, and how many more do you have coming so, up? Uh, I got... 
two and possibly t- possibly three. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm still scheduling. I thought I'm just going to schedule right until the snow flies. So that's kind of like last week of October. I'll probably stop because everywhere I go is at least a 30 minute drive, if not 90 minutes or sometimes three hours, you know, wow. like it's kind of not, it's almost not worth it. <laughs> but yeah, I went, I went to uh, Rocky mountain house and that just because I was on that side of the province and it, it was still a two hour drive, but I thought it's better than from my house. It would have been six hours. So Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, is this, mm-hmm. is well, so the first one I did was a one hour drive and actually my husband and kids came and they set up and they played, um, they played a board game in the back. <laughs> so it was, it, but you know, the other ones were, I was solo. And so that would be considered like a, it's, it's therapy, right? It's time off the farm, right. time where I'm doing something for me and you know, my identity and f- being fulfilled and then sharing with other people is an amazing experience. So yeah, I just thought if I can get a couple evenings off of the farm where I'm doing something like that, even just once a month, actually I've, I've decided through the international singer songwriter association that I would start a songwriting circle. Okay. So I told my husband, I'm like, it's just once a month. It's going to be one hour away from our house, kind of like on a main artery. So maybe we'll get more attendance. And I thought, you know, I could really, I would really like to meet more songwriters and people that are my people, right? And I don't know how the heck to do that living way out here. You so know, I just it, thought, it's hard because even like where I'm at, I've had meet and greets where I'm at. Yeah. And it's really hard to try to get people to commit to come out, even even if it's, you know, five miles away from their house, it's still hard to get people to come out. Well, I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it for one one year. And I mean, one year is like um, September to April. Okay. And uh, I'll just tell people and if they come, they come. And if they don't, I'm still going to go there and I will sit there and write songs by myself. There you go. Well, see, but if I could present them and share them with other people and get feedback, that would be really cool and kind of cultivate a bit of a, you know, musical uh, camaraderie down there. That'd be ideal. If no one shows up, you can FaceTime me. Yeah, you, so you, you know, I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, you and Kim would, you and Kim, I think, would really do a great job co-writing with each other. Yeah, what kind of music do you do, Kim? Uh, country pop. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I'll have to look look <laughs> look you up. You got to really? Yeah. Good. Well, my last album I put out was more folky and mainstream sounding and then I also have a bossa nova tune I just threw on there and that was like the first song I ever wrote actually. But so the last album was What's super bossa nova? feminine. You're going to have to educate the dork. Bossa Nova is like um, it's from Brazil. It's you know the you know the song the girl from Ipanema. That's probably the most uh, popular Bossa Nova tune. Yeah. So and I uh, can sing some of the traditional Bossa Nova songs in Portuguese. Really? So yeah, like I was kind of obsessed with it for a short while there. So (laughs) I I remember (laughs) blaming on the Bossa Nova. 
slam it on the Boston over. But, yeah. Well, there's a huge Boston Bossa community in Chicago, so I, that's why I ended up going down there was to hang out with this band that I was like super crushing on. Scotty, did you know that there's? <laughs> did you know that Bossa Nova was real big in Chicago? I did not. You no. See, we we oh. learned something new. But, yeah, it's super sexy stuff. I love it. I, I like I like Bossa Nova music. I also like Calypso music too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, see, did did you know that? Uh, <laughs> did, did you know that uh, Harry Belafonte he sang Calypso? He sang Calypso music. Yeah. No. And did you also know that Louis Farrakhan? Started out before he started the Nation of Islam. He was a Calypso singer. Did you know that? True story. Did not know that. Yeah, see, there you go. See, you learn something on this show. It's things that you don't want to know, and it's things that aren't going to get you any farther in life, but you get to learn things. <laughs> you might be on Jeopardy one time. Just think, you might you might be on Jeopardy, and that might be one of the questions, and you will know the answer. <laughs> All because of this educational radio program. That's, that's right. That, that's right. See, we we educate people here. <laughs> Kim Kim's laughing when I just said that, <laughs> and she's thinking, "Yeah, right." So what do you? Think? I, I'm just looking at a yellow motorbike pulling up. A motorbike. Yellow, like a, yeah, I've never seen a yellow motorbike. See, Scotty, you know she's from Canada. Instead of saying motorcycle, she says motorbike. <laughs> well, you know, she's probably parked right next to the yellow submarine too. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a machine. It looks like a small car. Crazy. A mo a motorbike. And you know, there's a lot of big rigs that pull up to these things. There, I should uh, say, I'll take a picture. I'll send it to you right now. Okay, <laughs> please, please do. I, I want, I want to see a picture. Are you, are you taking a picture of the motorbike? Know, yeah, I will. Okay. I'll take a picture. Okay. Thank um, you. Because you know, and that's an idea too, is to write about vehicles and fun vehicles. As opposed to unfun vehicles. You don't have your bedtime snack. Yeah, like an Edsel. Right? Yeah, no, I like Edsel. So, yeah, Caroline. I, mm-hmm. so, I just, I think it's very cool. And how how are you enjoying being out on tour and going out and singing? Well, I'm just squeezing it in. So it's like every second or third week, I'll go do something. I think it's cool. Like, uh, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? Right. So I I can't expect to get on stage and have no nerves and just, you know, whatever. But my husband, he, he observed me and he said, you know, I could see that you had nerves doing your fiddle and doing your cover tunes. But he says, as soon as I started talking about my songs and how they've helped me, uh, in my journey with parenting and, and mental health, he said it was it was truly like a worth worth listening to. Like well, he could see I was in, in my element, you know. Well, you know, music is great therapy and it's a great healer. It really is. 
Yeah, it, it really is. It's been, it's been an amazing journey. Like I don't like what happened at all. It was horrible, but I, I don't know how else would I have come to this dark place and started songwriting. And now it's, it's like, it's just an amazing part of my life. Right. So now are you starting to, cause I, you said you've got two or three more shows this year and are you starting to book up for next year right now? No, I ha- I really haven't. Uh, well, I've made a list of different places I want to apply to. Okay. But like one of the venues, it sounds like I'm gonna be you know a spring and fall like regularly. I can just keep booking in there. Oh, cool. So yeah, that's really encouraging. Um, and I don't know, like I can't. You can't just apply to a folk festival and just get in. That's for sure. Like people work for years and years to get into those things so i don't know how realistic it is if that i'll ever do any of those major festivals i think i'll just probably just do my thing and and you know cultivate my little fan base i got going and just enjoy every day raising my kids and uh documenting that journey you know you know, I'll tell you, the guy who mentored me when I got into radio down here in Chattanooga, he was a legend in Chattanooga. He's in the fall of, he's in the Tennessee Radio Hall of Fame. And mm-hmm. he had told me, I mean, he he ruled the airwaves when he was here. And he told me, he said, you build your audience one person at a time. So just, just remember that. Absolutely. Yeah, you just have to connect with people. And every time I see people stop their conversation and look up from their table and nod their head and they are picking up what I'm putting down. I just, it just makes it all worth it. You see, and that's very cool. So it, it's, it gives you a good feeling and you feel like you're accomplishing something and you're, you're reaching people. Right. Yeah. And some people that might not, I don't know. Like you just don't know where people are at. Like we've come through a couple of really hard years. Right. And I just want to offer encouragement. Like my, my last album that I put out, that more feminine one, I, I wrote a song after I, I had a repetitive, depressing phone call from a friend and I wrote, I just wrote it, the song in 20 minutes and I thought oh, it's just a silly song, but I ended up presenting it to my producer and he's like, let's do it. And so it's called the best that I can. And it, I feel like the lyrics, they're borderline cheesy almost, but I just wanted to have a mantra that was uh, like as a mother Okay. That you could just sing that song and be like, it's a new day tomorrow and I'm just going to do the best that I can. Well, you know, that. Uh, let, me, let me ask you, on, does it seem like the people are, are coming out and they're coming out like it was before the pandemic and is everybody getting back into it? Or is, do you see people you know, still apprehensive about being in crowds? Well, see, I didn't perform before the pandemic, so... Um, but I, I do think that the, the couple events that I went to, I went to a, a fiddle camp for a couple days and, uh, yeah, there's definitely a lag, I think okay. where there's, there might not be as many people as, as previously expected, but that's just my observations, not as a performer, but as an attendee. Like I even put on a, a music workshop where I book a you know I book a venue and hire a couple instructors and then I take registrations and and then 
you do a, a daytime workshop with your students, and then in the evening you have a family dance. Oh, cool. And I, I've, I've done those a couple times before the pandemic, and so we did it this spring, and it was the daytime students. We had a, a pretty decent turnout, but the evening event was quite poorly attended. So... I don't know. I, I, I kind of just chalk it up to it might take it might take some time for people to get out of first gear and get back into uh, socializing. It, it'll get there. It'll get there. Hey, Kim, you have, so. you have any more questions for Caroline, Kim? Um, well, I'd like to know more about your producer. Like, is he you said he's close to you? He's in Saskatchewan or Alberta? No, he's in Alberta. He's kind of closer to Edmonton, so he's just, he's two hours from me. Oh, okay. Yeah. And do we, do we get to know his name? Yeah, his name's Ray, Ray Gathercole. So he's, okay, he's been playing in bars all over Alberta for years and years. Like, I'm going to say mostly in the 70s and 80s, probably. Yeah. And so he used to play, uh, what's it called? Like, what is it? That guitar that's like it's flat and it's on like a stand. Oh, steel like guitar. Steel? Steel? Oh, yeah. He says, but if you play that, you're married to it. And so he <laughs> he felt like he had to choose between that and the studio. So yeah, he's he's spent you know he's got his his retirement. He spent many years uh, fine tuning the that process and. We're both we're both just music lovers, and we kind of just do whatever we want. So, do you know him? Do you know him, Kim, or have you heard of him? No, but I would like to, of course, hear his stuff and steel guitar. You know, there's not that many steel guitar players. So no, well, no, there's well, if really you punch in uh, Ray Gathercole on Reverb Nation, he's got actually his old steel recordings on there still. Wow. Yeah, I put them on one night uh, when I was on my computer, and my husband was on his laptop, like, in the office with me, and he didn't know that it was my producer, and he said, honey, this is so great, we need to listen to this kind of music more often, and I just said, oh, it's just Ray, and he's like, Ray, no way! (laughs) I'll I'll tell you what, it's a shame that steel guitars are becoming our, nobody, it's so hard to find a good steel player. It is, and that that's part like partly why I thought I'll try fiddle because there's just not enough fiddle. Like everyone plays guitar, yeah. And I didn't know that players. fiddle was yeah. probably what's that? Not enough fiddle players, but it's a very hard instrument to play. I'm told. Well, I it is, and I'm thinking like if I had put six years into like something else would I be further ahead I kind of wonder because fiddle like fiddle I always say it's the easiest instrument in the world if you want to sound bad well you know I know how to play I can play one and a half chords on the ukulele (laughs) but I play a mean kazoo I play a very mean kazoo so if you ever have a need for a kazoo in your song let me know I'm okay I will I'll And Scotty, you have any you have any questions for Caroline? No, just uh, if Caroline, if you know some of the fans want to know uh, more about you or anything like that, uh, what are some of the best ways to uh, get in touch with you or uh, you know, stream stream some of your music? 
Yeah, well, I'm, I I have three of the albums on streaming services, um, all streaming services, and then I have my YouTube channel, and everything's on there. Um, and then I also have my personal website. It's just carolineparkmusic.com. And if they really want to be connected, I'm on Facebook, and I post on my songwriter page all the time, and I will banter back and forth and chat with people. And um, if you join my mailing list on my website, then I send out... Um, audio clips, you know, from songs that I haven't released yet and photos from photo shoots and stuff like that. So just with, just with people that subscribe. Well, Caroline, oh, it was, good it was great having you on, but remember, go, go to her page, follow her, like her page, listen to her music, stream her music, heck, buy her music. Aww. And if you're up in Canada, if you're in Alberta and she's performing there, you make sure that you go and hear her perform because you know what? We all need to support each other because if we don't support each other, who will? Ain't that the truth. My, my kids can't be the only ones clapping for me, you know what I mean? There you go. Well, you know, it, it sounds like you're having a good time doing this. Yeah. I am. I'm, I'm honestly, like, it's just a very fun passion that's getting me through motherhood well, so you, you, I, I don't expect anything more than than just living a good life well you're you're having a good time and you're having fun while you're doing it and you're influencing people and just remember your music lives forever which means you live forever yeah, that's what my girlfriend said. I, I kind of felt guilty about how much money I, I kind of throw into CDs sometimes. And she's like, are you kidding? This is something that you're going to leave behind. It's it's forever and it's that's a beautiful right. part of your soul. And I was like, oh, you know, I, that's, that's what I needed to hear at that that's moment. Your, what a great friend. <laughs> yeah, a, right? You're leaving a legacy. So, yeah, yeah, right on. And you know what? We're going to let you go so you can get back to your kids. because yeah, <laughs> your kids they're don't. all having their best. Snack and I got my relish is almost ready to put in the canner now. So. Well, there you go. And you know what? You're tuned into the dorks, and we have been talking with Caroline Park, and we're going to close this out with her song Lanterns. Ooh. And can you tell us before we play? Can you give us a little synopsis of this song? Yeah, it's actually a self-portrait. I had a horrible adolescence. I almost didn't make it. And that is the story of me coming into adulthood. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's really personal. Well, give this a listen. Caroline Park, Lantern, and we'll be right back. Caroline, it was great having you on. And you know that you're welcome on here anytime and i certainly hope that as you make more music you will send it to us so we can get it on the air and play it for you oh you bet i will be sending you every song you bet okay caroline okay. we'll be talking to you soon okay thanks take care you guys thanks for having me on and it's so nice to oh, meet thank you. you for coming on yeah you as well it's been a great great time caroline and yeah. we'll be right back I'll start off with once upon a time I knew a little girl and she was nine She had sunshine in her hair She laughed a lot She even had a smile every morning she even had a smile every morning 
Then the darkness came, scared the girl afraid. Yeah, the darkest shade covered o'er her beaming face, o'er her beaming face. Time rolled on and she was lost and full of pain. And she bared them every day. Yeah, the years went by, and she was honestly ashamed. But there was a saving grace. Yes, there was a saving grace. There were lights along the way. Found a trail many had prayed for her to find her merry way. Not trip and fall, but to stay safe. There's no way to repent. And I hope you enjoyed the interview that we had with Caroline tonight and that you will go and you will listen to her music and enjoy her music. Right, Scotty? Absolutely. It's very 
good music. And we, we do have somebody for next don't week. Don't download. I'll, I'll guarantee you that. We, we do have somebody for next week. I'm trying to remember who the hell we have for next week. Um, you uh, said Michelle. No, that's in two weeks. Oh, I know who we have next week. I know who we have next week. <laughs> do you do you want me to tell you? Yes. I uh, you know what? I, I should write it down while I while I'm thinking of it, shouldn't I? Yes. Yes. Well, we should. Because <laughs> because if I don't, I'll probably forget, right? Yes. Yeah. Writing things down. I use sticky notes. Okay, I'm writing it in my calendar. Are you sure it's the 2022 calendar? Yes. Okay, we have got we have got Sarah Marcelek next. Oh, that's a nice name. Do you remember that? Do you remember that girl who we had on the show? The young girl, the ten-year-old. Yeah. Uh. Yes. Um. What is what is her name again? Um, what? What a Gabby? Gabby, that that's a Gabby. I should remember that because my dog is named Gabby. We'll give a shout out to Gabby. Yo, Gabby. Anyway, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah is a songwriter, and so Gabby and Sarah are the ones that write the songs. And I oh, got wonderful. I got to meet Sarah over at the ISSA Awards. I didn't get my picture taken with her, though, because she was with Michelle Storm and some other people, and they were on the other side of the auditorium, and when they saw me, they made a real quick move so that they could get out before having to see me. <laughs> or at least that's what I told her. <laughs> Let's see? Um. Well, that's exciting. There's your sign. But no, she she's very nice. She won at the ISSA Awards. See, there's a lot of people who are in ISSA who we have spoken to. See, yes, that's amazing. See, Caroline and you, you're in ISSA. So many connections. Yes, it's you, beautiful. You are the official rep for Alberta. Right. Yes. See, so if you're in Alberta and you want and you want to know about ISSA, reach out to Kim. Please do. And we're trying to get Scotty into ISSA. Perfect. Let's see, Scotty. You... I'm surprised he's not already. I mean, for well, some... Because they don't have a category for dorks, but you know, what they, say. <laughs> they do have a category for dorks. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. I, I'm an ISSA, and I'm the biggest dork out there, aren't I? Well, yeah, that's true. Hey, and just just remember, just a friendly reminder: we have got the we have we've got the dorks dork of the month contest and so what you want to do is you want to go to my facebook page if you know a dork or if you are a dork and you believe the person either yourself or somebody you know is the biggest dork that you know just go to my page and nominate either yourself or your friend for dork of the month and if you are the winner you get a very very cool certificate that says you are the dork of the month and it's suitable for framing 
And so you can hang that proudly and you can proudly proclaim to everybody that you know that you are a dork. Yes, dear. Your birthday is in three days. Who, mine? Yes, yours. I, I know. Happy birthday. Well, thank you. You know, my birthday. Happy birthday. Well, thank and you. And once again, you'll be as old as me. Uh, well, you're always <laughs> going to be older, just remember. But, you know. I know, but the numbers, the numbers will match. You know, the funny, funny story, though. My friend Lori, when she made my DJ Phil page, because she, she yeah. had to make that page for me. I was in Facebook jail, and I needed a page because you know me, Scotty. Uh, I like going to Facebook jail. And I've been, I've been good, though, knock on wood. I've, I've been good. But, um, aren't, you, aren't you on a first-name basis with all the guards? I am. I am. And I found that you know they serve meatloaf on Tuesday. And if you bribe the guards, you get an extra cup of Jello. So remember that. I like meatloaf. I, I like meatloaf too, and you know the meatloaf is good in jail. It, it really is. They use a lot of ketchup. <laughs> I, I don't want to know what kind of meat they're using because they use a lot of ketchup. But I think the trick is garlic and pepper. Uh, no? Probably it's probably not real meat. It's probably like turkey meat or something like that. But uh, it, it's good. So anyway, I digress, and I digress a lot. My friend Lori made my DJ Phil page for me, and she made it on my old, I had it on my old phone, which I no longer have, and the phone number doesn't exist anymore, so I, I have no idea how to get to that page now. I, I really don't. It, so <laughs> the, the page is still up. People are posting on it. I, I have no idea how to get to it. I really don't. But anyway, she had put my, she had put my birthday down as August 22nd instead of the 27th, so couple days ago, I had all of these people, I think I had 400 people wish me a happy birthday on my DJ Phil page. Wow. Yeah, imagine their, su popularity. Imagine their <laughs> surprise when, when a week later, uh, it's my birthday again. So I'm, I'm wondering how many of these people are going to wish me another birthday or say, hey, hey we, we already wish you a happy birthday. How, how do you get two birthdays and we only get one? You know, I like that idea. My niece used to have her birthday month, and I used to look at her and say, birthday month, what are you, crazy? And she would say, no, because her friends, every, every day, one of her friends would take her out to lunch or take her out to dinner. And I'm like, you know, that this this isn't a birthday month. This is a birthday. You celebrate the day you were born, not the month you were born. I found, especially with COVID, people just kind of like delay it and delay it. And they're like, let's go out, let's go out, <laughs> you know? And then finally it ends up being a month long and you finally go out and you kind of, and other people can't make it the exact day. So maybe they go out on the Friday or the Saturday, you know? So it ends up being, you're still celebrating. You see, there you go. Why not celebrate? Life is good. I hey, I totally agree, but I, I am expecting some good I am expecting some good presents from everybody. Scotty. <clears throat> well just just remember, you know, Phil, when when you're up around our age, every day above ground is a bonus. Yeah, but I am waiting for your uh, I'm waiting for your present to me, okay? 
that way but see it hasn't got here it hasn't gotten here yet yeah but see you're the one with all the money you're, you're the one with the mansion and the jets and the luxury cars and the built-in tw- well, and the in-ground swimming pool full of hundred dollar bills i'm just a poor well, i'm just a poor boy from true. georgia that may be true but, you know the birthday present is supposed to come from you i'm still waiting for that coffee mug <laughs> You too? That doesn't yeah. sound very promising. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, Kim. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like a pipe dream, kind of. Thing, you know? Hey, you know what? You, you know what? Every, My- every day, every day I go out to the mailbox. And keep in mind, it takes 20 minutes to get down my driveway mm. to get to the mailbox. Yeah, but you, you've got the golf cart that looks like a Rolls Royce, so I don't I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. That is with the golf cart. It takes twenty minutes to get you know off the plantation onto the onto the driveway down to the mailbox, and every day I go down there with bated breath, waiting for that anticipated coffee mug from Black Dog Radio. Black Dog Indie Country Radio. Remember that it's not just Black Dog Radio. Well, I don't know. I've never gotten the mug, so I, you know, I'm, <laughs> you forgot. You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm guessing, Phil. Well, you know, I see. I love getting the mail every day. I look, I look forward to going out to the mailbox to get the mail because, to me, it's like Christmas every day. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, especially that bill from Visa. Well, what? Who you? You own Visa. You got enough money that you could buy Visa and pay cash for Visa. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where you guys live. <laughs> oh, Scotty! <laughs> Scotty lives in Scottyland. He owns the entire the northern half of I have Colorado. Remember that. Tim, the only the only thing that's all wrong with this is that I live in the mansion. Unfortunately, the mansion is in Phil's mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting for when the IRS, they've got all these new IRS agents that they just hired. I am still waiting for when all of a sudden they get, Scotty gets a knock on his door saying, we're here to look for your mansion, your, your yeah, amusement they, park. When they come up to my little, they come up to my little ranch. I'll just tell them, "Oh, you want the you want the guy on the hill? I'm just the caretaker." No, no. See, they're going to be looking for your pool. Well, good luck. <laughs> hey, you know my house in Mount Prospect. They had me down. The only hey, the only pool I have in my backyard is the septic tank. Well, there, so, there you go. <laughs> Well, you know, when we lived in Mount Prospect and we would get our house appraised, they had it appraised for three for three bathrooms. And I remember I called up the appraiser and I, you know, for the county, and I said I'd like to know where my third bathroom is because I've lived there for nine for ten years and I still can't find it. So it's got to be hidden pretty good. And they said, it's in your basement. And I said, really? Would you like to come and show me where? Because obviously there's a secret passageway that nobody ever showed me. 
<laughs> the secret passage. Yeah, and they also told me I had a three-car garage, and I said, are we talking little Yugos that I could fit three cars in? Because um, I, I can't fit three cars unless I crunch them all up and fit them in. And they said, no, you've got a three-car garage. And I said, so I've got a three-car garage and three bathrooms. I said, that's, that's pretty good. I'm still wait. I would like for one of you people to come out and show me where everything is. See? Well, at least you asked. Yeah, at least you asked. I, I asked. They they wouldn't <laughs> answer. They They didn't answer me. So I don't know why. But, hey, that's okay. I don't live there anymore, so ha. <laughs> I showed them. At least they yeah, don't have. So what, what are you guys doing this week? Um, What's going on with you? Well, I am. Let Let's see. Tomorrow, I I'm gonna hopefully wake up tomorrow. And, yes, you will. Uh, well, <laughs> we we hope. We hope you you guys would be very sad if I didn't wake up. I know Scotty would be very sad. You'd be broken up too. I because would, yes, I would be very sad because then I would I would have to MC your funeral. You would have to MC my funeral, and you would also have to, you know, you would have to figure out how to take over the dorks. Well, I would just steal your computer. That's all. Oh, okay. you ain't using it anymore. Well, this is true. This is true. Just come over to the house, and you could use the computer as much as you want. See Kim would okay, be so very. You're gonna wake up tomorrow. Let's go with the story. See Kim would be very distraught. <laughs> she she really would. She. I she can't would even just, imagine that. I don't even want to think about it. So, and so what? What am I doing tomorrow? I. Well, tomorrow night I've got the Clan Kaylee show that's over at the radio station. That's myself and five or six other old men, and we sit around and we talk and we solve all the world's problems. Um, that sounds fun. Saturday's my birthday, and I'll be doing the sock hop Saturday night to celebrate my birthday. Oh, are you not going for your hamburger? I I go to Burger King after the show's over. Yeah. I, I lead a really exciting life. I, I really do. If you if what you, do have, you order, what do you order at Burger King? A Whopper with cheese, no onions. I, I don't I I don't like onions. Whoppers aren't very. Is it Burger King? You said yes. Okay. I haven't eaten there for a while, but yeah, they have good Whoppers. What, mm-hmm. are, what else are you going to do? Uh, that, that's about it. I, yeah? I lead a very exciting life. If there, Well, <laughs> if, if it's nice on Saturday, I might go to a car show on Saturday during the daytime. See, Lois can't say anything to me because it's my birthday, and so she exactly. has to be nice to me. How about you, Scotty? What are you going to do? Scotty's going to count his money. Fill this amazing birthday gift. Yeah, Scotty. Oh man, uh, what is on my what is on my social calendar for tomorrow? Well, let's see. Um, skydiving is skydiving is one of them. Uh, rock climbing, and when Scotty rock climbs, he doesn't just rock climb. He goes. Where, where do you go to? To Bora Bora or someplace like that to rock climb? <laughs> no, usually, usually to the Alps. Oh, okay. I, I was gonna say I knew it was one of those places. He helicopters in. And he climbs up no, to the top of the Alps. Well, you can't take the helicopter to the Alps. <laughs> Why? Well, I have Explain it. Forty-seven. Well, you take the 747, but then you would have to climb all the way up to the top of the Alps. And isn't it easier 
just to take a helicopter and have the helicopter lower you to the peak of the Alps, and then you could stand there and say, I'm on the top of the Alps, and then the helicopter just takes you away again after you get well, your photo shoot. No, I, you know, I would, I would probably go to Nepal and oh, okay. the Mount Everest thing. Oh, okay, see, Scott, all Scotty right. knows all that. No, so what are you going to do this weekend, Kim? Um, well, tomorrow I'm racing. Okay. Um, and then I was going to uh, try to regroup once I, you know, get the horse home. Uh, if I make finals, I might have to come back. Like, if I make the short go on Sunday, I might have to come back up. But I, I did book a gig, so... A car show, my first car show. Really? So, are you gonna yeah. be are you gonna be singing at the car show? I'm hoping so. Even though I would like to be barrel racing, I still want to do the car show. <laughs> now, where is the car show at? Uh, it's Inglewood, which is a you know a newer, renovated, yuppie area downtown Calgary. Okay, so you're gonna be performing live during the car show. I guess so. That's uh. That's the exciting part. I get to see all the cars, too. Yes, you do. Don't touch any yeah, of the cars, definitely. remember. Remember, don't okay. touch the cars. Don't put your hands on them. Don't open the doors. Don't sit inside. <laughs> don't don't sit on the hood and try to play a song. Oh, no. No, no. Only, yeah, only, only if you're invited. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Always stand when you're looking at the cars at a car show. Always stand with your hands behind your back. Make sure that you don't have any buckles. Make sure you don't have anything sharp. <laughs> what? I'm... I hear you. I hear you. Like cars are cars. And, and these car shows and these amazing cars that are in them, yes, we respect them and keep uh, our hands to ourselves. Yes. <laughs> unless we ask. You know, I, I remember I was doing a car show. Scotty remembers this. It was over at Culver's in Lake Zurich, and we had a car show, and this family was walking through looking at the cars. And it was a wife, husband, and kid. And the kid was, I don't know, 10 years old, and the kid's running around jumping on all these cars. And he's jumping on the running boards of these cars, and this old cranky guy gets up out of his lawn chair and yells at this kid, Get the F away from that car. And the kid goes running into the restaurant crying. And so the mother goes in behind the kid. Then I see the father go in. And I figured, well, that's my cue. So I go inside. And this guy's reading Steve, the owner of the place, a riot act about how terrible it was that this guy yelled at his kid. And so I tap the guy on the shoulder. And the guy turns around and looks at me and says, this doesn't concern you. And I said, Au contraire. See, I, I used a little French there. I figured I would show my sophistication. And I said, au contraire. I said, the reason I'm here is because Steve hires me so he doesn't have to deal with morons like you. And Steve, oh, just, the and Steve just kind of rolled his eyes. And the guy looks at me and says, well, I guess I'm just not privy on this whole, you know, on this whole car show thing. And I said, it's simple. Like everywhere else, if it ain't yours, don't touch it. So the guy says, well, you know, my kid's in the bathroom crying his eyes out. And I said, your kid's young enough that he can learn. I said, he gets a couple more years older. He said, he's going to get his ass beat for touching somebody's car. No, no, no. Yeah. But, you know, definitely scolded. Oh, pe people will yell at you. Scotty can tell you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that is like the un number one unwritten law. You do not. Uh, you can look. 
but do not touch. So when it when is the car show? Is it this weekend? It's on Sunday. Yes. It's on Sunday. Yeah, and I even thought if I make the short go, I could race in the morning before nine. Hopefully, if God lets it be. <laughs> and then you know, hit the show too. Now, how far is the show from your house? Um, downtown's about forty-five minutes, not too far. Well, you are going to have a great time. You're you're going to have fun. You're going to be around a bunch of car people. You're you're going to have a great time. You really are. I'm going to meet so many cool people. I can't wait. Yes, you are. And they're all driving Canadian cars. How cool is that, Scotty? I'm going to get some great pictures, yeah. I hope you do. I, I hope you, awesome. I hope you send some pictures and videotape I will. It. I will. I'm, I'm, you like the TikTok I made? I don't go on TikTok. I'll I didn't... make a TikTok. Okay. But, but the TikTok goes to Facebook, so you'll get it. You know, I went to a car show on Saturday. It was St. Jude's Car Show, and this guy, I know this guy, Roy, he puts it on every year. They had 400 cars, and are you ready for how much money they re they raised for St. Jude's? How much? This is amazing. $41,000. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So, so, much, so giving and so kind. I would, but that's a pretty good amount for 400 cars that he raised $41,000. How do they raise the money? Is it like um, just well, by attending? Or? Well, there's an entry fee. When you enter your car, you pay an entry fee, and then they've got 50-50. Oh. They had a silent auction. I mean, they, they had all this stuff. Wow. going <clears> to <throat> be busy. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, trust trust me, I've run shows like that, and it takes a year to prepare for it. And it's it's not a whole lot of fun to run. But, yeah, well, actually, it is fun. It's tiring. I but wonder, I wonder how it is to park down there. Like, you know, once all the fancy cars are there and, you know, all the people, like how, how, how will it be to park? Is it going to be crazy? Well, I'm, I'm assuming that you're probably going to be near the DJ. Okay. So once you find where the DJ is, because I'm also assuming that you're going to be able to take your car in so you can unload your car, because I'm sure they're not going to expect you to carry you know, walk three blocks carrying your guitar and carrying your amps and everything else that you need to carry. I know. I wonder if it's going to be like a parade, though, and, you know, like, you know how parades are? No, no. It, <laughs> it, it's not like that. They're not They're not going to have the streets blacked off for it. Um, it's, they I'm, might. They I'm, might in Inglewood. You never know. Well, I'm assuming, is it going to be in the town or is it going to be in a parking lot? Because all I have is an address, and uh, it sounds like the whole street, but I don't know where my, they would put them all. My suggestion to you, do you have a phone number of a contact? No, not really. Maybe an email. Okay, my suggestion, well, somebody hired you. I mean, you didn't just say it. You know what? I think I'm going to go perform at a car show on Sunday. They don't know I'm coming, but I, I'm going to go there, and I'm going to show them how good I am. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm just showing up. I, I don't care. Well, you know what, though? It's um, This is a thing. Uh, it's called the 100 Mile. Like, our main strip in Calgary is called the 100 the, the the Red Mile. Okay. And so they've got this mile production thing, and it's, um, 
Yeah, it's all over Calgary. Okay. So uh, it looks like 60 venues. Wow. Yeah. So, so it's it's a was, it's a big deal. So besides the car show, they've got a bunch of other stuff going on that day. I know. I better do a good job. Well, there's going to be a lot of people out there. <laughs> but my suggestion to you is contact whoever hired you. Contact them. Find out what's going to be involved as far as you getting your car over to where you need to unload. I, I like surprises, though. It's yeah, like rodeo. Oh, yeah. You just never know what's going to happen. Yeah, because nothing's <laughs> better than having to go somewhere and unload your car and not knowing where you're supposed to go because you're going to love carrying your amps and everything. But that's the thing about yeah, rodeo people. We, we just know where to go because we can smell it a mile away. Going <laughs> you're what? Jim, what time are you supposed to go on? Uh, 1.45. Okay. And how long? There by 11 a.m. Yeah. Oh. Well, you got to get yourself set up. Yeah. And now, it doesn't take me hours like that, two hours. But, well, uh, I'll I, get there. It's going to be a great day. Are you the only one performing, or do they have other people performing? Um, well, I'm a two hour show, and I imagine the event is going on maybe longer than two hours. Okay. Um, but I did, you know, I always like to have a guitarist come with me because it's more fun. I like to uh, support my guitar players, so I am bringing my famous 12-string player, Chris Davis, is coming with me. Cool. Yeah, yeah, he sounds so good. Like, 12 strings? How, I I tried. I couldn't do it. <laughs> do, you, do you need a kazoo player? Uh, we always need a kazoo player, Phil. If okay. you want to fly in. You're welcome to come. Okay, so I, I could come in and I could play the kazoo. I could also play one and a half chords on my I ukulele. You, I could just see you flying in, so. Okay, we're over. Surprise me, you guys. That's about the way I, I would be on a mail plane. Yeah, I figure you'd come for a car show faster than a rodeo. I, I love rodeos. Are you kidding? I, I love rodeos. You know, I'm really bummed because... They normally do a big rodeo down here in Ringgold, the St. Jude's Rodeo. It's over at Yates Farm, which you, you don't know where that's at because you've never been here. Shame on you. But it's it's always been a big rodeo. They haven't had it since the pandemic, but it was always a big deal. And I, I love the rodeo. Even Lois goes to the rodeo. That's exciting. Yeah, well, she likes the bull riding. Yeah. She likes the bull riding. I like the... She likes the bull riding. I love the barrel racing. So, huh? <laughs> and I bet you never, I bet you never miss out on the cotton candy either. I, you know, I was, I've never been a big cotton candy guy. I, what I love is, no, no but you, you know what I really love going to the rodeos and it's so hard to find the right hot dog. But you remember being younger and you go to the beach and you get those hot dogs that everybody else thought tasted like crap. I, I loved them. I really did. I, I always loved, like, hot dogs from ball games and hot dogs from, you know, the beach. Uh, they've all, they've always had a great time. I bought hot dogs okay. for the rodeo. <laughs> but aren't they good? I mean, aren't they, like, the best tasting hot dog you've ever had? No, but I mean, really, I you have you. Now, obviously, you haven't, all right, 
because you don't go there. Go where? But to Wrigley Field. I last time I was at Wrigley Field, I was probably ten years old. <laughs> okay, I was there probably I want to say just before we moved out here. Okay, so you want to uh, say that? Ours, so okay, it was yeah. You know, a friend of ours came in from Oregon, and one of his bucket list things was to attend a game at Wrigley Field. So. Some friends and our some friends of mine and I took him to Wrigley Field. Ooh, did you see how? Two thousand nineteen. Okay, and did you have a hot dog there? Uh, I did. To the tune of seven dollars. And is that bad? Seven dollars for a hot dog. On. I think it was a bun. You think it was a bun? You, you mean you're not sure? With 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 a dab of mustard. Well, and see that, that see that was your mistake. Putting mustard on. Dollars for a hot dog. Yeah. What, what's your what's your problem? That's way too much for a hot dog. How about how about you? Do you have? Um, how about you, Kim? Do you do you like hot dogs over at ballparks? Um, I love hot dogs, and I've eaten a lot of hot dogs in my life. Um, but you know, like I said, they removed our, they let our ball team go, and it was nothing but sad stories and less hot dogs. But um, where would I get a hot dog now that there's no baseball going on? So, um, I have to go to the mall. No, no, the the hot dogs at the mall those those are no good. Those, those are, they steam them. Do they? They do. Yeah, I used to work there. It's not bad. Yeah, I did. That's not bad. <laughs> see, so you can do like melted cheese. You can do a chili cheese. Oh, you can... see, you're making me hungry now. Well, you started with the hot dogs. Every time you start. Yeah. Really. <laughs> What? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. Before before we get out of here, talking about car shows. Yes. I do have I do have a car show coming up in September, September eighteenth, or I'm sorry, September seventeenth, sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth. Okay. Uh, that is the Fall Harvest Car Show here in Fort Morgan, Colorado. Okay. And I will be DJing it all three days. Ooh. I wish I lived closer. I would totally come. See? Oh, it's, it's a blast. It we sounds had, like uh, it. 300 and, we, we had 340 cars last year. Wow. You know, just... That's going to be amazing. Just so you know. And we also, now we also have a section of farm tractors. Ooh. Oh, wow. See, we've, we've had that. I was wearing a hat today that I got for this summer for riding, and it says, uh, love me some John Deere. <laughs> there you go. Right? I love tractors. Well, guess what I might be doing next tractors, month. One of the tractors that we had there was a 1941 Oliver. You know, I don't even know what that would look like. Yeah. A 1941 Oliver. Uh, there was, oh gosh, probably four or five 
Farmalls from dating from the late forties into the early fifties. Now were there any were there any hit and miss motors? Uh we had three of them, yes. Do you do you know what a hit and miss motor is, Kim? Um no I don't. What okay. is that? They are a hit and miss motor. Um they were designed so that it they didn't take a lot of gas and they would pretty much run forever. I mean you, you couldn't that destroy them. Amazing. And so <laughs> what it like is Well what it is is it it would run until it was about to die and then it would hit again and it would spin. And so it would just keep on doing that. It would it would just keep on spinning. So instead of it going bumble bum 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 it would go bumble 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 and I mean they're really good and farmers back in the day they would hook those they would hook those tractors up they would take a wheel off and they would hook a belt up and so they could hook it up to like a grinding stone or oh, wow. they could hook it up to a they could use it as a generator that's amazing yeah and I love generators too well, hit and miss, a lot of people used to, a lot of people would use hit and miss motors because generators back in the day, they weren't invented yet. And so if you needed electricity, you would just hook it up and you can, you could use that. And so you could leave the thing, you could leave it run nonstop. All you had to do is just go by every so often to make sure there was gas in it and make sure there was oil in it. Are there any labs? Yeah, I think like, it would just I, rare, rare there are, they would fire. They're far and few between, but it would fire on either the third or fourth stroke. It, dep- it depending it on, on the torque. It would depend on the torque that was on the motor itself. It was Along very cool. The, motor, the, the more torque that it required, the more often it it would fire it. But usually, it's uh, usually it's only a one cylinder engine, isn't it, Phil? Yeah, it's a one cylinder, but you know, they down in Texas in Oklahoma they use those for oil wells. Because when they would yeah. hook up an oil well before Very the an oil well. Yeah, well before the days of generators, they would hook up a hit and miss motor and then they would just come by once a day or whatever and just make sure there was oil in it and make sure there was gas because the gas you put the or the oil, you put the oil in up on top and there was a say you could see how much oil was in there. And so you could tell. So you wouldn't even have to turn the thing off. You could just add oil to it and you just add gas to it and you just keep the thing running. They were designed so that they could run for days and days and days at a time. They, ne- they, never, got, they never got hot and they had a radiator on them and the radiator was up on top. And so you just had to make sure that there was antifreeze in it. So that wouldn't burn off, but yeah, they were they were pretty much self-contained, and they you couldn't destroy one unless you ran out of antifreeze or oil. But um, as long as you maintained it, and as long we as you need went, more motors like that, I tell you. Well, they, they got rid of them when they came out with generators because they they had no use, they had no need for the hit and miss motors. But they're still out there. You you could still find one. They're they're basically like you know pieces now at the antique tractor museum or uh, tractor shows or something like that. But yeah, we we had uh, I think we had three hit and miss motorcycles.
to that. And uh, also looking forward to our guest next week. And who, who is that going to be, Phil? Uh, next week is Sarah Marsalek. All righty. But do you know what I... All right, but real quick, before I let you go, I just want to let everybody know that come next month, I think it's either September or October, I'm going to be doing another card show over at the shopping center, which is going to benefit the National Top 40 Hall of Fame and Radio Museum. So more wow. info to follow. I, I love card shows. That's I, a birthday present in itself. That huh? is. That is. You have a great birthday. We're going to talk to you all about it. Hey, are you, are you going to call me up on Saturday to sing me happy birthday? I probably should, shouldn't I? You should. You should. <laughs> yeah, we should. You know, Kim, you and I should get together and we'll do it during his, uh, do it during his, uh, show. Let's see, there, there you go. You could do that. You I could, could do that? Yeah. You, you yeah, could we'll do that. We'll get a conference call going and Kim, you and I will sing happy birthday to Bill on his, uh, national, uh, show that's on the radio. Okay, so you're calling me? Hey, Scotty. Yeah, I can call Are you. Are you calling me, Scotty? Then we'll call Phil. Okay. Well, remember, I'm on 7 to 9 p.m. Phil's got to put us on the air. But remember, okay. I'm on, you'll have, you know what, you'll have to call the radio station. They'll remember that because uh, you'll, you'll have to call the radio station. So I'll, I'll give you the phone number to the radio station. Hang on, I think uh, twenty eight ninety. Seven zero six nine three five. No, no. You, you want to say that on air? It's the radio <laughs> the station. Line or is that the live line? What do I care? Nobody, <laughs> nobody answers the phone. I mean, the only time anybody nobody answers the phone, phone is when anyway. I'm there. Yeah, I got it. Oh, I got it. Okay. You know, I, I, I give <laughs> out the phone. Sure. I give out the phone number to the radio station all the time. Do you know, true, true story, I'm going to make this quick and then we're going to get out of here. But I had a guy who called, I I had a guy, he he was yelling at me about something and he said, well, oh, I know, he didn't like my politics. And he said, well, how about if I call the radio station? How do you think the people at the radio station would feel about knowing that they have somebody like you working there? I said, you're going to call them? And he said, yeah. I said, well, just so you understand, I'm the youngest person there, and I'm the liberal of the group, so remember that. And I said, do you need the phone number for the station? He said, no, it's on the website. And I said, good for you. I said, you know, nobody answers the phone. And he said, well, I'll leave a message on the voicemail. I said, good for you. Complain to the voicemail about me. I said, you know, nobody listens to the voicemails. And he said, well, they have an email. I'll email them. I said, good for you. Nobody reads the emails. There's emails in there that are a year old. And he said, well, wait a minute. You work at a radio station that nobody answers the phone. And I said, yep. And he said, they don't return calls. I said, nope. He said, and they don't answer emails. And I said, nope. And he said, what kind of radio station do you work at? He said, the kind of radio station that we really don't give a crap what people think. I'm working at a radio station that I knocked off the air for three days and they still kept me. They didn't fire me for that. Well, thank God, Phil, because that's important. It, it is. It is. They, they, yes, like, it is. they like my oldie show. They do. Uh, I'm, that I'm, sounds amazing. 
everybody else who's affiliated with the radio show has something to do on Saturday night. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. Well, that's how I got the morning show originally too. When they said you, when they said we want you to do the morning show because nobody wanted to get up that early. <laughs> it's it's true. No no one wanted to get up and be on the air at seven o'clock in the morning except for me. I was the only fool. And so I'm I'm the only one who wants to do a show on Saturday night. Everybody else is sitting at home watching, doing, you know, enjoying themselves, having a life. And listening to your show. Oh, you're up playing radio. <laughs> yeah, I, but hey, you know what? It gives me the opportunity to play on the to play on the radio and think I'm actually doing something. But I I think I have at least three listeners, so I'm good on that. I'm happy. There you go. So you know what we're you know what song we're gonna close this out with? Which one? This, Are we gonna close this out with? This is a new song. I just got this in my grubby little hands a few days ago. You yeah. finally opened the email again? <laughs> I did. I really, I, I really did. Um, well, was the email dated? Um, I don't know. 1987? No, they don't go back that far. <laughs> God. Um, I'm I'm trying. It's it's a toss up between do I do I play Chesney Claire or do I play Kristen Harris? Which one should I play? Do you want me to pull a quarter out of my pocket? Yeah, pull a quarter out of your pocket. I'm gonna pick number one. Okay. Chesney Claire. Okay. Yeah. Do you know Chesney Claire? No, but I like the name Chesney because I like Mark Mark Chesney. <laughs> oh God. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? So you then, want to be over. then we'll play Chesney Claire, The Problem. That, that's the name of the song. All right. I'll put the quarter back awesome. in my pocket. Okay. And, <laughs> hey, you know what? We want to thank everybody who joined us tonight, everyone in the chat room. Billy and Brian, and I'm not sure if there's anybody else. I, I don't think there is. Um, hey, Billy Brown. See, and Billy, Billy just said I should play Kristen, but I'll I'll play Chesney just just for you, Kim. See how much I like you, <laughs> and <clears throat> we really do appreciate everybody in the chat room and everybody listening, not in the chat room. And we really hope you enjoyed tonight's interview with Caroline Park. And don't forget Friday morning, seven to nine a.m. Eastern Time, Black Star Radio Show where we spin the greatest indie country music, and then Saturday night, Sock Hop Coast to Coast, and it's my birthday. I'll be celebrating. I'll be 65 on Saturday. God, I sound so old. Yeah, thank you. And, well, you're... Just remember, Scotty, you're always going to be older than me. I know. By, 40, by 43 days. You know, that 43 days, you'll be 100, and I'll still be 99, okay? Remember that. I know. So that's that, right. That, just wait until we come and heckle you on your live show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, don't forget next Wednesday night on the Dorks, um, Sarah Marsalek is going to be our special guest. So you're not going to want to miss that. And Scotty, well, let let's start with Kim, ladies first. Kim, I'm going to give you the final word. me today and that was uh, amazing to learn all about uh, my friend here in Alberta yes. and uh, yeah I'm just looking forward to your birthday and 
I'll give you a good night, Scotty. Good night, Denver. And Scotty. Good night, Kim. Thanks so much. And uh, hey, good luck with your car show and um, the rodeo and everything else that's going on up there. Yes, and you have to videotape. Have somebody videotape when you do when you race tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I taped the one today, and we'll tape the one tomorrow. And um, yeah, I'll definitely do that. Thank you. Well, now, where is the one that you taped today? Where can I see that? Um, well, I haven't posted it. I, oh, okay. I usually don't post my slow runs, but <laughs> uh, he had a wide second barrel today, so I'm going to try to make that a bit tighter and. Um, but he had a beautiful first, you know. Well, I mean, if you want to see my run, I was, uh, I made a clean run. I can, I can post it for you. Okay, please do. I would like to see it. Thank you. And tell me where you posted it. So I'm not sitting there trying to figure out and pulling my hair out to see where it's at. Okay, I will. All right. And you know what? Until Friday, be good, be safe. God bless. Have a great night, everyone. And Chesney Claire, the problem. Bye. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Gotta let go of my pride. Cause it feels like I might die. If I let you back inside. Making me fight for my life There's reasons we've been seeing signs Maybe we should give it some time I'm breathing but I can't seem to find A little peace of mind oh. Baby, you make it so hard Nobody knows what we've been through I really did it all for you Go ahead and put me in your shoes Yeah, yeah You know I got a lot to prove There's reasons we've been seeing signs Maybe we should give it some time I'm breathing but I can't seem to find a little piece of mine Baby, you make it so hard, falling for you in the dark Tripping all over myself, maybe I need some help Cause you make me feel like a problem, I've been trying to solve
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 